Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. This is going to be another episode of SNTR Gaming News, giving my first impressions on the New World Public Test Realm. If you haven't got a chance to look at it, we're going to try to dive in later today into the Public Test Realm gameplay. That's also a video on this channel if you missed it. This opening segment is a short segment that I do, and I record it for another channel, and we do it right at the beginning of the live stream. This is an SNTR update. The New World Public Test Realm is live and we got to take a crack at it, so I wanted to give you my first impressions. If you like these video game updates, hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss these uploads, or check out SNTR Gaming, where I streamed it live. So, the first thing I'm going to tell you is, as a bit of advice, if you're going to do the Public Test Realm, is get to the town first. There is a ton of stuff in your inventory, it's super exciting, and as you start opening it you're going to get a little overwhelmed and then you're going to get overburdened now you have bags that you can equip that will help you carry everything but it still gets a little crazy the best thing to do is carefully read each item so you know what you're opening depending on what you're wanting to focus on light medium or heavy armor or are you wanting particular weapons to pop out? We did get a chance to play with the Void Gauntlet. I'll give you my thoughts on that in just a second, as well as how they're approaching this. So the first thing I want to say is it's overwhelming. You're going to land on the beach. There's going to be a bunch of people there, and they have even a notice at the bottom of the screen telling people to please get off the beach as quickly as possible. The next thing you're going to notice is all the stuff in your inventory, and you're going to be tempted to just open up everything. I've already given you advice on how to handle that. What I did is I carefully read everything and sort of said, okay, what am I going to do? What am I going to want to equip? What am I going to want to, you know, equip and play with? And then I noticed just how many points that I had to spend. What you're going to want to do is equip armor and weapons first. Get everything equipped according to the build that you're going for. So if you're going for an intelligence build because you're going to be using the the, the gauntlet, basically I went intelligence uh, and I went with uh, constitution. But make sure you get everything equipped first because then you can spend your points accordingly. I kept having to respec, which isn't a big deal. They give you a ton of money. But I kept having to respec because... I didn't have everything equipped. Even equipping a secondary weapon can help increase your stats, so be sure to do that if you're wanting to see that stat go up. Now, let's talk about the Void Gauntlet. Now, the Void Gauntlet from where I sit is going to pose problems for PvP more than anything, given that it is going to complement healing builds very, very well. Right now, healing builds can be a bit of a frustration because of self-heal and the power and the potency of self-heal, and now a healer will be able to run a viable uh, DPS option. And it also has very, very close range options for that damage. You put like an area around yourself, you summon this blade, the blade is pretty awesome, awesome and then you have this scream that you can do i see this posing a pretty significant problem given you can put an area of an effect down on the ground while you're also healing and if those two things can kind of stack that's going to be a bit of a nightmare for anybody playing against somebody in pvp properly specced so at first blush i really enjoyed the void gauntlet in pve i went into some areas killed some animals killed some enemies and it it flows very well it feels good now we're going to touch on in another video the combat changes that are coming because they are acknowledging like weapon swap and 
you know, animation cancel and all of that. Those are subjects right now that they're acknowledging that they want to look at. They want combat fluidity to get better. This was something I highlighted in the beta before going into the game that more non-traditional players are really going to zero in on combat fluidity because the game has that action feel, that action-adventure feel to it, that appearance, and that's something people are going to zero in on. And that is reigning true. It's one of the most common complaints with respect to both weapon swap as well as just the fluidity of combat with rolling or anything else that you're trying to do to mitigate damage from the enemies. So the Void Gauntlet fits nicely with the current world and the current feel of New World, but with combat changes coming and the potential problems in PvP, it's a really good thing they put it in the public test realm first. As always, if you like these update videos, hit subscribe and the bell button, and I'll see you in the next one. And I'll see the rest of you right now. Thank you so much for being here this morning. Do your morning ritual, man. Hit the like button. Say good morning in the chat. Thank you guys so much for uh, being here. Appreciate that very, very much. Uh, YouTube Mobile being finicky. I was having no issues this morning, and I was using YouTube Mobile to watch some stuff. So I wasn't having any issues. Um, Bit of a slow start for us today, though. Uh, If you're interested, we are, if it's still available, we will be jumping back into the New World Public Test Realm gameplay later today. We like to feature New World gameplay on a pretty regular basis, and we want to make sure plenty of people get, get to see you know, good footage of the New World Void Gauntlet gameplay. We think that's very important to let folks see that. That video yesterday, we trimmed it down to 21 minutes, and we did that because we didn't want to have basically like two hours of me sitting in a queue, and or not even sitting in a queue, I'm sorry, downloading the game and installing the game and getting annoyed. So make sure, and uh, and if you want to get, you know, that video a watch if you missed it and then again we're going to try and dive into more new world gameplay today yo dbs purge with two months says good morning thank you so much dbs purge i appreciate that very very much it is thursday and that means we are going to be continuing the say no to rage story as well over on presents and uh, that will be this afternoon, so we appreciate people who have been supporting that. Yesterday's video about the difference between virtue signaling and true virtue uh, was actually, it actually did uh, fairly well. It was a good video, and we appreciated the support. Matazbo with the brand new membership. We appreciate the membership going up over here. Thank you, everybody who is either a new sub or uh, a new member. And we thank you guys for coming in here first thing in the morning, smashing the like button, and just being awesome. Uh, the the New World Public Test Realm gameplay that we showed off yesterday um, was actually pretty meager. It was pretty, like, we didn't get into a lot. So we're hoping to get into more today. There's new, uh, there's new enemy types. There's a, supposed to be uh, enemy variety is changing around the world. Uh, there's supposed to be like new guys in a new area, and so we will be uh, we'll be checking that out. The battlefield gameplay, I you know what I pre-ordered that so we could play it and show it off, and I probably will. I don't know when that is. I don't know when that'll fit. Um, so I think what early access starts tonight at like midnight. I don't think it fits tomorrow, man. I don't know. I, I don't think it fits tomorrow. From Fridays is becoming a bigger a bigger deal for us, and I just I don't know. There's definitely fun stuff that we want to do with Battlefield, but uh, the concern would be, the concern would be that we, um, we, 
we end up kind of appealing to an audience that has zero interest in us because we're kind of niching down into MMO. So today's like slow start may be due to the fact of notifications not going out because we did so much content yesterday. We did three streams yesterday, and we may have sort of hurt ourselves this morning uh, by doing that. Is there something I need to do in order to get the PTR? Um, you still, it's still not showing up for you. So G grows. What I would do is, do you have games hidden? Do you have any filters applied? What I would do is sort by alphabetical and not recent. Scroll all the way down the New World. It should be right next to New World. It's New World Public Test Realm. That's just the title of it. And um, I don't know. I had somebody yesterday say they couldn't find it, and they said it was like buried in all their games. They just didn't see it. Maybe you're maybe you have it um, sorted according to recent or something. I don't know. Battlefield's kind of rough at the moment. We didn't have the greatest experience when I played it the last time that I played it, and I just, I don't know. I think the biggest challenge for me is we don't really have an audience that was consistently buying into, like, game night. So I'm not, I don't want to spend a bunch of time investing in a game that honestly doesn't even really appeal to me. The Battlefield games do not appeal to me. I don't like the way that it feels like you don't impact combat or any of that. And so we'll see. We'll, we'll see. Why does YouTube penalize you for too many notifications? It's not necessarily, it shouldn't be viewed as a penalty, but they do this to protect you, the user. So let's say that I just decided to go insane and start uploading 10 videos a day, and I have it hit every hour. So for 10 hours, you're getting a ding, right? Yeah, you're getting a ding. They don't want that because they see a depreciating return on people that get too many notifications in a day. So you, as a channel, can only hit somebody's noties three times within a 24-hour period. So it's to protect you and to keep people from doing things that would be you know, damaging to the platform's engagement. Because if you allow content creators to just do whatever the frick they want, what ends up happening is, is you start to hurt the platform. So... How much gold do you have in the game at the moment? Uh, somewhere between 2 and 3k, Harry. Somewhere between 2 and 3k. Not much. What's good, Feed? How are you? Hope you have an awesome day and stream. Thank you very much. If you guys are just tuning in, be sure to go through your rituals. Smash that like button. Get us our first 100 likes. Be sure to say good morning in the chat. All of those things help us. And uh, we will be diving into more New World gameplay later. We're going to take a look at the New World Public Test Realm. We really want to be able to show off more New World Void Gauntlet gameplay so that you guys can get a peek at that if you have questions about it or you're just curious what it looks like. Yo, what's good, Butters? Uh, Good morning, Timmy. How much gold does the company have? I haven't checked in a while. I've not I've not pulled from the company in, in, in a while. Basically, I what I've been doing is just leveling and grinding the last couple times that we've played. I believe we've rolled all the way up to 58. So we've we've made some good progress. Taking a couple days off really, really helps. You kind of boomerang on the leveling. So I've looked everywhere. It might just be rip me. It looks like it's not showing up for people based on some forum post. Oh, the the New World Test Realm's not showing up for you and other people, huh? They're about to make leveling skills a lot harder, so now is the time to do it if you have spare gold. Yeah, I'm confused by that. So I saw somebody say that, and I was like, how on earth could anybody play this game and conclude that we're doing anything too quickly? Like, what are they basing that off of? We're, you know, we're how many weeks in now? Seven or eight weeks in, six or seven weeks in, and somewhere between six and eight weeks into the game's launch. 
and you're just now deciding that we're leveling stuff too quickly like new world leveling is just nothing about it is fast I don't know um, if you promote a Twitter more I mean we don't really promote Twitter because most of people here stopped using Twitter after everything happened last year it just isn't it, a lot of people don't like it it's just doesn't it's not a very nice platform <laughs> not a very nice platform and i'll be honest even at my height even at my height when i was going live over on purple and using twitter at my absolute peak i would probably get like 40 or 50 clicks on a tweet for people to actually come to the stream so um how painful do they want it yeah i don't know i don't know level 199 to 200 is going from 46,000 required to 176,000 just from 199 to 200 like the very last one I don't understand why they're doing that like the new world leveling experience is not fun it's why they it's why every other day someone's like is there a new world exploit like just can I find one can I use one like that's all everybody was doing because they, nobody liked I don't know nobody liked the uh, the the way that it went it's a crafter not a looter well, I don't agree with that. I don't think this is just a crafter and not a looter. There's plenty of looting going on. What are you talking about? There's literal loot routes in this game where people run uh, named enemies, elites, and chests. That's not true at all. Calling it now, lowering XP gains so they can sell it back to you as boosts. They've l- Listen, that cynicism, I-, I get that cynicism because for the game came out, everybody was saying that oh they're gonna strangle the player's experience so you know new world gameplay is gonna be awful and they're gonna try and get you to buy boosts they've waited far too long to sell them for your theory to have any legs like if they would have done this day two i'd be probably sitting next to you saying yeah they're trying to sell boosts to us but come on like they've waited way too long to sell them the ability to sell them is 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 significantly lower now. Everybody was busting hump first couple of weeks to level up, and now most people that were really working on that are happy with where they are in the game. They're not going to feel that drive to buy a boost. They've waited super long. And anyway, selling a boost for your skill, for your trade skills, I, I just don't know. I don't see that strategy. Um not just in new world that's in other games as well what is slowing down the skill leveling every level is getting an increase in required xp that's just what i picked as an example oh 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 oh. another example is level one to two is going from 100 to 120 so they're adding xp padding to every level on the way so so every time you're diving into new world gameplay you got to ask yourself what you want to level up and then you're going to have to say, okay, it's going to be slower now. I don't know. That seems like a really bad decision. I feel like they've been making really good decisions. They're like, okay, PTR, let's get that out there. Let's clean up combat fluidity. They shut down some of the worst exploits fairly quickly. But that decision doesn't jive with me. That doesn't, I, that doesn't line up. They're increasing the XP rewards of higher tier items. I mean, that might balance out a little bit for the people that are playing at the tippity top of the game, but for everybody else, they're going to be like, why are you slowing this aspect down on all skills apart from furnishing? Like, did you see how long it took me to, like, chop down enough trees, hit enough rocks, and skin enough animals? It wasn't fast. I w- Would anybody describe that as fast? 
I hope I'm wrong, by the way. I mean, you're welcome to your prediction, Sean. I'm not, I am not a fanboy that's going to sit here and act like they'll do no wrong. They'll only do right by us. I'm basing it off of the pattern. They've waited so long to sell XP boosts. The best time to sell them would have been two weeks in. They would have gotten so many people to buy them because the leveling in the game was just one of the most criticized things in those first couple of weeks. That's a bit out of context, so let me clarify. They are also increasing the XP gains from higher tier, but not in some trades like jewel crafting. So there will be some that just feel like they absolutely get slowed down. Hang on, they're adding these XP requirements because they're expanding and changing the content loop to be more rewarding. Yeah, but like the, even making levels 1 through 50 take longer, that that they're not making that aspect more rewarding creature. Me going and harvesting plants, hitting rocks and chopping trees, levels 1 through 100, that's not changing. That's the same thing. If you boot up and make a character in 2 weeks and this and this and they there's this changes in place, all it's going to do is make it take longer for you to get logging leveled. It's not like you're going to suddenly go out and be logging and there's going to be like what like different different types of trees or something? Like I, what are they going to do to change that route? Leveling your logging or your harvesting or your tracking and skinning is literally a matter of like you just go and do it. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I I don't see this being like a oh yeah, it's, it's just a more robust experience now. It's great, you know. Oh yeah, we got this, we got that. I don't I don't I don't think so. I don't agree. I'm, I'm, that's not an aspect of the game that needed to be slowed down. There was, there was, in, unless they ran simulations and the changes they want to implement were going to fiddle with timing and they're like, oh, this is going to be too fast now. That would be the only way I would, I would listen to that reasoning. If they're like, well, we ran some simulations and we're changing late game XP turns on some of the, on some of the trades. So we need to slow some of the trades down. But if you're slowing every single trade down, I don't know. Maybe I read it wrong, but I came away thinking they were adding quests that were related to your skills as well. I could be wrong. Well, I would be okay with that, actually. If they're going to slow it down to discourage you from just literally chopping down trees for five hours, and instead there's logging quests that give you nice bumps in XP, I have no problem with that. I think that's more of a transmission of value to to the player to say, hey chopping trees is a part of this but if you chop these trees and then do these other things we're going to give you logging trade skill XP at the conclusion as well as maybe everything maybe there's other things that you're doing maybe you're you're taking it to the to the wood table or the stone cutting table and that so if they're having you level mining they're also going to be having quests that have you level the stone cutting table I mean if they're being that elaborate then I'll withhold judgment but the minute I hear somebody say, oh, you guys are going too fast, I'm like, in what freaking universe is anything too fast in New World? Like, one of the primary complaints has been that earn rates on certain things is abysmally slow, whether it's XP for your character level or things like jewel crafting and furnishing and other things that just take a lifetime to level the category so I don't that seem when I look at this I'm like wouldn't you take care of some of the aren't there some trade skills that are just like super painfully slow because most of our new world gameplay has not been doing anything with any of that stuff even yesterday when we jumped into the new world public test realm gameplay 
we we didn't we didn't do any of that stuff. We just ran around and equipped the stuff to try to have fun. Like I wanted to show you guys the the New World Void Gauntlet gameplay. That's all that mattered to me. I was like, I'm not doing all this other stuff. So we've not even leveled a lot of those trade skills, and a lot of people have been coming in and they're like, man, dude, it is uh, it's brutal out there, bro. You try to get furnishing or jewel crafting up, man. It's brutal out there. It's gonna take you a lifetime because of the because of the payouts. It's still hours of chopping trees, so boring. I guess that's why I never liked any MMO I've tried. See, I look at chopping trees, hitting rocks, tracking and skinning animals. I enjoyed that. I didn't have any issue with it. It did take a while. There wasn't a single time I was doing it where I thought, this is too fast or too slow. I thought, this is just, you know, this is just something that I'm working on. This is just a a little route that I have to run. I, I don't know. You know what I mean? Tell us what breakfast was. You had a you had a bagel BLT. Well, Matazbo wants to know what everybody had for breakfast. <laughs> Let's get a poll going. We I, I we did we heard ourselves today. We I don't think a lot of people got the notification, so we got to get this poll going. Uh, New world uh, trade skill leveling too fast, too slow. I just I, we'll we'll talk about this probably another day, but it's on it's on subject somewhat. Too fast, too slow. I enjoy crafting, gathering in most games to be enjoyable, but there needs to be a balance between a deliberate grind versus a brutal, endless grind. Right, and I'm totally fine with them reassessing and saying, we didn't envision, we didn't envision, what about just right? I can't imagine anybody playing New World thinking it's just right. Even if you think there's a handful that are too slow, just click too slow. Not every single trade skill, right? I would click too slow if I was voting in the poll. I'd be like, well, there are some that are fine, but there are some that are awful. Right now, what I'm trying to get at is there's no need to slow anything down. There's nothing that's too fast. And let's say there's one or two skills that are really fast. Maybe, Maybe logging they think is too fast, which I highly doubt. Let's talk about fishing then. (laughs) Like leveling fishing is awful, is just absolutely awful. Um, uh, keep me posted. Uh, keep me posted. Thanks. Um, back in my day, early days of playing games, I was a LOTRO junkie. The trade grind of kill 100 of this and gather 300 of that annoyed me. Logging is horrible, says Dylan. I didn't think logging was that bad. I thought fishing was pretty friggin' terrible. I was like, this is not, this is barely moving. I spent an entire stream fishing and I barely made a dent. You know what I mean? I don't think there's any need to speed them up either. There could be, I don't know, Harry, I think there's a handful that could use, that could use some love. I, not all, but I think fishing could probably afford to speed up a teeny little bit. Because if you don't go to a hot spot, the number of bites you get per minute and the number of fish you get per minute multiplied by the XP you get, it's obscene, homie. It's, it's a little obscene. Now, obviously, maybe when you get later, you can go to some of the hot spots and get a better turnover of XP because you're catching rare fish or something. But I don't think that that one works well. I think fishing needs completely overhauled in how you level it. It doesn't even make any sense. And then they don't even tell you when you've unlocked new spots. They don't even tell you where they are. You have to like literally walk around and discover them and hope that the one that you discovered is the one that you're walking to because you're using an, like a third-party map. There are some skill the, the trade skills 
that I think New World gameplay is hampered by them. It's they're not enhanced by them. You want it to be enhanced. Like you want the chopping of trees, the hunting of animals, the you know, the mining of mate- the, the gathering of materials to be an enhancing experience. You, you don't want it to feel that right, you know, way. They should fix the economy first, says Brandon. Well, here's the challenge with that, Brandon. The economy is different on every server, right? So your your economy may be at a train wreck, and then somebody else's economy may be just fine. They go in and start tweaking stuff. They're going to make your economy better, and then they're going to wreck mine. Does that make sense? So messing with the economy is not something that they can do haphazardly. It's not really in the cards to touch it right now. You know, they mess with the trade house, and that's about it. Uh, what about limiting the number of professions each character can have instead of slowing progression farther? That grates against the identity of the game. So, New World, as a game, its identity is rooted in the fact that, like, you can just kind of go and do whatever you want. You want to chop down trees, you want to hunt wolves, you want to kill boar all day, right? That's your choice. And then that comes with benefits. You know, do you want to make a meal and mine rocks and get jewels and work on mining and stone cutting and jewel crafting like all at the same time? Dude, have a ball. Suddenly su- suddenly limiting that, suddenly saying you can't do that would be, I think, bad for the identity of the game. I personally feel they need to slow all XP gain down across the board, including player level. Would have been nice to spend more time at mid-levels. I am shocked that you you type that and you mean that. I, I mean no disrespect. I'm surprised that somebody thinks that. I've not heard a single person say, oh yeah, they should sh- slow all the leveling down. You know, like, what? Now, I might hear what you're saying and interpret it differently and say, why not even out the leveling so you spend a little bit more time in the early and mid game, but then the but then the last like 40 to 60 levels aren't such a slog. Maybe create some leveling equilibrium, but like slowing leveling down as it stands right now, I don't think you're going to get anybody to buy into that idea. That's nuts. No one would support that. Leveling your character you get to 25, 25 and beyond, it just gets steeper, 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 steeper. And no one would say, yeah, let's slow that down. Now, again, I could see where you would say, let's make the late game less steep and then raise the early game. So it's more consistent throughout. So your leveling isn't faster or slower, but just more consistent. And that would have resulted in you spending more time in the early and the mid game. But New World leveling is probably the single most like complained about pain point from the community. It's why everyone was looking for exploits. Everybody was looking for ways to get around it. They were trying to find a way to they, like shortcuts, you know. But the point of an MMO is taking time to do everything so you become dedicated because there's always something to work on. Sure, that is the point of an MMO, but leveling your character or leveling a trade skill there is a breaking point is there not if i made an mmo and i told you you are a lumberjack and you can build log cabins for yourself and then build a town and then upgrade to a city okay and so your job is to become city mayor okay city mayor simulator mmo all right 
And I tell you that in order to build your first log cabin, you need to chop down trees and furnish the wood. And you're like, okay, that's great. How many do I need to chop down? One million trees to get to the first area of the game so that you can have a log cabin. What you would say is likely no thank you because the repetition of that behavior is only tolerable to a certain degree. One million trees would seem absurd. You would say, so I'm literally for a month or more, all day, every day, just chopping trees down. That's all I'm doing. Yeah, what do you expect? It's a lumberjack MMO. What what did you think that you were going to be doing? There is a breaking point in every player's tolerance level for repetition. Repetition's not the devil. Too much repetition is. So you have to figure out a way to have somebody doing something in a repetitious way so that it's satisfying and then there's a dopamine hit or it's satisfying and then there's a point of conclusion of like, yes, I got this thing done. So in in a game like New World, so my experience with New World gameplay has been that most of those repetitious routes have been very satisfying, right? And that leveling was the only part I felt like I keep I kept smacking my head on it. I was like, why is this so slow? I went to a new area. It was at my level. I grabbed literally everything from town. Every mission, every quest, every side quest, every town board, every faction thing I could do with the exception of the three PVP and flagging for PVP. And don't tell me that percentage of like, what, a 5% or 10%. It wouldn't have made that much of a difference. It's not the difference between leveling fast and leveling slow. Okay, so don't start grinding that axe. It's meant to be a PVP game. No. That's that's not why the leveling is slow. And I would end almost every one of those play sessions feeling like, my gosh, I barely I barely made a dent. You know, I leveled up half of a level, maybe a full level if I got lucky. Like if I I was ending a lot of play sessions close to the next level. So the next time I would boot up, I would do that and I would kind of roll over. You'd have uh to lumber through the process. Oh my gosh. I like how it's swampy down near the town, but when you get to Navarro's, it's really pretty. Yeah, Ebon Scale, I think, is my favorite. I was just playing Devil's Advocate. I definitely think the leveling shouldn't be slowed down. Right, like, there is nothing wrong with maintaining the identity of an MMO and being like, okay, this needs to take a while. There's nothing wrong with that. It's a matter of, are all those individual pieces running in a healthy way? So when you're leveling a trade skill... There's a big difference between leveling, fishing, and skinning and tracking, okay? My experiences with skinning and tracking have been very good. My experiences with fishing have not been. They're not one and the same. The XP turnover is vastly different. It, the progression is vastly different. It's, it's, it's not even in the same dadgum ballpark, okay? So, that's the point. If each of these cogs are spinning at different intervals and there's a couple that are like barely moving and there's other ones that move at like a really good clip, that's going to start to feel like something is like shaking, you know, shaking internally. Would you say it's pretty taxing? Oh my gosh, the puns are awful. Um, That would feel like there's some kind of a dissonance in the game. You're like, I don't understand. Like, why is this one particular thing taking longer? 
this is why when I hear them say new world trade skill leveling is going to slow down, I'm like, what? Why? What? Like we we dive into new world gameplay every day. I've never ended a session and said that was really fast, like or that was too fast, you know? I think it should be slowed down overall, says ADJC. I also feel like they need to fix their balancing leveling trades. Balancing leveling trades? I'm not sure what you mean by that part. Fishing loss for me when they took away gold from chests. Oh, I missed that update. Did they say why they did that? Be- oh, probably because of the bots. The bots ruin everything. They were probably people just literally like had bots fishing all day long. And then they'd come back and have a bunch of chests. And then they probably were selling the gold. That's probably why. It was probably a really, really easy automatic gold farm. Make the leveling in all avenues universal. What do you think the motivation was to design the system as it currently is? So the reason I think the current system in New World is the way that it is. I think New World gameplay centers around the idea that everything you're doing is giving you a dopamine hit, okay? So every time you kill a wolf, skin a boar, chop a tree down, um, turn quests in, you're getting a little ding. You're like, little ding, ding. You're, you're getting like a little dopamine hit, okay? Um, and that, I think, is why they designed it the way that they designed it. Because they knew in a game like this, you're going to chop down a thousand trees. You're going to hit a million rocks. You're going you're gonna to pick up, you know, 10 billion plants. After it's all said and done, you're going to get into the millions and the billions of how many times a community has done something. In the you know, the individual probably won't get to the billions, but the individual is going to get to you know, the the thousands and beyond, maybe into the millions of some of these things. And what they wanted to do was from where I sit, they wanted to attach a sense of satisfaction from literally anything that you touch in the world. It's like the inverse of the Midas touch. Instead of everything you touch turning to gold, everything you touch gives you like a sense of like, ooh, I I got did something, right? But if that dopamine hit, let's say for fishing, takes too long, then it discourages you. See, now you're tracking with, with why I said earlier, when these cogs turn at different speeds, that's when people start to say something's wrong. Something's not right. Because this moved at this interval and I felt a sense of satisfaction okay and now over here this is moving like this it's like ding you're like when's it gonna anytime am I, I I've done a lot today ding it's too slow it, it, it creates almost again it feels like it's like shaky it's like the alignments off so you try to go too fast and you know when you're in a car where they like the alignments off and it's like it's like shaking if you try to go above like 55 miles an hour in this game, you try to do something quickly, and then it starts to feel like, well, no, something's off. I can't do this quickly. There isn't a there isn't a fast or efficient way to do this, and you're doing that based off of expectations that have been formed by other activities in the game. There are lots of activities in the game that 
you go out and do it for a couple hours and you feel great you you hang the game up and you're like yep that was great i uh i feel really satisfied i i got all the stuff that i want to get done and uh you know we're gonna we're gonna do it again tomorrow right I think they had a vision where people would specialize in certain crafts, thereby creating an economy. The problem is heavy grinders leveled up all skills, so they're a jack-of-all-trades and they can make everything. Here's the reason that that isn't necessarily a problem, Victor. Here's the reason. Let's say that you have a max skill in both logging and jewel crafting. And both logging and jewel crafting have things at the tippity-top that can be made and specialized in and sold for lots of money, okay? If if you want to do a bunch of jewel crafting, you can't do logging at the same time. If you want to do a bunch of logging, you can't really do the jewel crafting at the same time. Now, you can material gather sort of and do both, but a lot of the times that's not true. If you want to go and get special items or certain items, you've got to go to areas and really zero in on that one thing. So your behavior will naturally funnel. Like, New World gameplay doesn't really allow you to constantly multitask on the material grind. There's a handful of material grind routes where you can kind of do that. But it's not like you can be effectively fishing, effectively logging, effectively mining, and effectively hunting and tracking a very rare animal or something, all in, all in the same spot. You're going to have to zero in on one or two, right? You're going to have to zero in on one or two. Your behavior is going to drive the turnover. Oh, it is Veterans Day. Happy Veterans Day. I, I, I thought that was always on a Monday. I don't know why I'm thinking that. My, anyways, thank you to all the veterans out there. We, uh, we appreciate you. We wish you were treated better than you are, and uh, thank you for your service. Happy Veterans Day. We got a lot of veterans here. Um, Don't forget to get free food today. Yeah, there's no shame in that, man. Cash in on that, dude. Go. Go take that. Take that military ID and get you some good, get you some good grub today. Jewel crafting needs stone crafting and mining and arcana to be self-sufficient. Do you, right, you see what I'm saying? I might be thinking of Memorial Day or Labor Day. Yeah, they're commonly on Mondays, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, my lab canceled. Maybe that's why our numbers were a little slow this morning. Maybe a lot of people are taking the day off, so we're, we, 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 we've missed out on our alert worker lurkers. I don't think a lot of people got notified because we did too many streams yesterday. <laughs> when you do three streams, you can kind of hurt the next day. It's, it's, it's a dangerous... It's a dangerous gamble. It was worth it. I was really glad that we got to show off some New World Public Test Realm gameplay. And we also got to show off Void Gauntlet gameplay. I thought that was that was worth it. It was. We waited an awfully long time. I was at the buzzer, man. I had to go up. I had to eat dinner and get out the door pretty quickly. Um, so, you're off work today? Okay. That's probably what it is then. Alright. I was. I thought it was the noties. It might be a combination of less notifications. Less, less noties went out this morning and it's a holiday. Uh, that's keeping people home. So we uh, we definitely have a lot of worker lurkers. Um, in any in any case, I you never want to have the player grind and then at the end of the day feel like it was a waste of their time. You didn't get in. You had no notification issues today. Okay, okay. Uh, was notified, but vet day is really going to hurt work folks. We off we have a bracket that is that is very much like in that bracket, like. 
we got like 30 to 50 somethings and we have a lot of people that uh, they hang out here during their work day and the quality of hours played uh, what would be your ideal amount of time I think I missed someone's resub did I miss someone's resub DBS purge did I thank you for two months I feel like I didn't shout that out thank you DBS purge for for renewing your membership big o just renewed their membership three months what up lono been a while how's the fam happy v-day my fellow brothers thank you very much uh big o fam is good man fam is good they're out doing stuff this morning running errands my daughter had a great birthday it's not really been celebrated yet we always celebrate on saturday so we're gonna we're gonna do a bunch of stuff this weekend for her um because then i can be there and then we can get friend or bring her friends over so my daily good morning to help what I can. Thank you, JR, for coming in saying good morning. Thank you to all the lurkers coming in saying good morning. If you're new or you haven't taken the poll yet, take the poll. Do you think the trade skill leveling, is it too fast or too slow? Uh, only 144 votes so far, so make sure and cast your vote. Make sure and smash the like button. See if we can't get this. We'll, we'll turn this. We'll turn this boulder of a stream on a corner. I can feel we can do it. I don't get today off. Uh, some working lurks are still holding down the fort. Well, we appreciate the worker lurkers that uh, that didn't get the day off. We appreciate you, uh, and we appreciate uh, our veterans as well. Just because you're not getting the day off doesn't mean you can't say uh, say thanks if you see any of them out. Whenever I worked in the mall, they, a lot of the older men would come in and wear their you know wear their hats and have all their pins and stuff. So don't play, but enjoy regardless. Thank you, Amanda. Yo, what's good, uh, Warsmith? <coughs> I don't either. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people that hang out here don't play. Uh, don't play New World. Uh, my company just shifts today to the Friday after Thanksgiving. Well, that works. What are days off? Says Zubair. <laughs> right, right. Um, what'd you do in the mall? I worked at an AT and T store. It was pretty terrible because we were in the back of the mall, so we got like no foot traffic. We would have made stupidly good money if we were in a better location in the mall because it was a very popular mall, but the foot traffic was atrocious like we were we were on the back back end we were in front of ladies dillards it was an actual store but what are you gonna do my company has so many vets that it'd be impractical to try and stay open yeah this sucks i can't see my dislike anymore oh have they already turned it off did they already do that i didn't think they did that yet um that'd be a good video that'd be a good video Wait, I can still see it because it's my channel. Let me let me go to uh, another another video. No, I can still see it, Pico. Pico's just being cheeky, I think. Uh, your hubby's a veteran. Well, thank him for us, Sandy. So many people are mad about the dislikes. It's crazy how people think and base their decisions on the ratio. Yeah, we'll have to do a video over on Presents about that. Um, today's displays are dope. Yeah, we got Hellblade and Zelda. Uh... Guys, make sure and uh, and all the ways that you can support the channel. We've been getting steady coffee orders every single day, so you could be the first coffee order today. We'll get you shouted out if you get that in. Uh, plenty of Frickmas, dark roast, and light roast still available, and uh, get those orders in. Remember to use remember to use the display command if you're going to order, or the display link below. The shirt command, if you like the shirts that I wear, they come from 80s tees. And then the Amazon command, if you're ever ordering anything on Amazon, remember to use our Amazon affiliate link. You need a video today, it's hot and all over Reddit. Um, 
can't. Uh, I'll try. I guess I can try and record one. Uh, I guess I can try and record one for uh, for. Oh, Pico can't. Yeah, Pico just says dislike. He can't see the count. He just texted me. Pico's one of the few people in the world that has my phone number. Yeah, he just texted me. He can't see it. It must be rolling out uh, to some people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so. Hellblade's on Game Pass, so I played it for the first time the other night. Amazing game. It really is. It really is. It's one of my favorite. It's one of my all-time favorite games. It might be my all-time favorite game. Is it Venom? It's Venom. Yeah, it's Venom. Um, and uh, Carnage would be red. Uh, Master Chief Displate isn't used enough. I stand with Mo. Yeah, some people can still see it. 173 to 6, and other people can't see it. So, the good news is we're close to 200 likes, so smash the like button. You can't see dislikes anymore, so you might as well hit the like button. <laughs> if you can't see it around desktop, yeah, he's on desktop. He took a picture with his phone. The dislike removal is only being implemented to protect corporations. Uh, I don't buy what they're saying about protecting creators. They're not protecting creators or corporations. They're protecting their own data. If you understand how YouTube operates, you would know that this decision makes perfect sense. If you've watched any of their videos, watched any of the industry experts talk about how YouTube functions, how the algorithm functions, how the suggest funnel functions, they're doing this to protect their data. Because habitual dislikers and people that swarm a video with dislikes are bad data. They don't provide good data to YouTube, and that is why they're doing this. They can tell you they're protecting creators from, like, hate mob dislikes. I mean, you can still hate mob a, a video with comments, and I guess, I guess if you what hide all those people on the channel, then they could still dislike the video. And that I, I guess that if listen, if that's traumatic for you to get a bunch of dislikes on a video, then you're in the wrong freaking industry, right? You you can't you can't be viewed by and interacted with by the public if if a dislike if a dislike storm gets your you know gets your jimmies rustled. Like you got you're in the wrong industry. I can't imagine their primary reason for getting rid of people seeing the dislike button is to protect creators. It's to protect YouTube's data. They want good data and good interactions on videos, and the people that just use the dislike button as a form of attack, or I have daily ritual dislikers, okay? They're providing YouTube with incredibly garbage data. You can't base any predictive behavior of a YouTube user off of that. Well, you know... This, you know, this mouth breather comes to the guy's channel every day and dislikes his scheduled streams and premieres. So that means we can predict his engagement with content will be what? You have no idea why he's doing that. You don't. Dislikes are poisoning the advertisement revenue pool? No. No. No, like, so many people want to go tinfoil hat corporation conspiracy here. It's as simple as... They want good, clean data to predict behavior of the user base so that their suggestions are more effective. It's not some conspiracy to protect corporations or, like, dislikes hurt advertising. No! Dislikes weren't hurting really anything as they were functioning because it's engagement. It means somebody came, watched a video, clicked something, they saw an ad. However dislikes were being used in a way that was resulting in junk data that they couldn't use 
So the the yeah the data science here is what's determ- is determining why they're doing this. There are too many people that interact with the dislike button in a way that cannot be quantified and measured. So they're throwing out the visual, hoping that that discourages the mobs and the haters from using it in that way. I want you to understand something. They still have a dislike button. Do you understand? They didn't remove the dislike button. Now, some people can still see the dislike strider. It's going to slowly get removed. So the dislike button will be there, but you won't be able to see the, the, the count of dislikes. They are doing that to change and discourage behavior. They're not taking away the dislike button. Do you want to know why? Because the dislike button will probably start providing them with better data, with better information. Like, it's that simple. Sorry, Lono. YouTube dumped me here. I experienced New World as junk data, so have fun playing. It isn't for me. Bye. I want you to hear this, and I want you to hear that there's emotion tied to it. I give zero fricks if you don't watch when I cover something you don't like, and you don't have to consistently come in and say that, okay? This is like your fourth stream coming in and saying that. Do me and yourself a favor. Just unsub and don't come back, homie. Like... I don't need your every other day ritual of saying you don't like New World. Find somebody else to watch, brother. Like, you don't put a vibe in chat that makes my day better. So, find somewhere else to to do whatever it is you think you're doing. Like, seriously. Not true, because they could just ignore dislikes in their data. Are you a corporate apologist? I love that when someone is met with a, a, a viewpoint that doesn't line up with theirs, that then the person's an apologist. It just shows that you probably don't have a substantive argument, so you're going to jump to a label and a passive insult. Let me assist you in your ignorance because you don't know what you're talking about. They cannot simply ignore dislikes because dislikes for a long time provided them with good data. This user liked this video, disliked this video. This user's average view duration on this content is this. Its average view duration on this content is this. And they start to craft a suggestion funnel based off of your behavior. So they cannot simply dismiss dislikes because up to this point, dislikes have for the most part provided them with good data but because you're ignorant and have no idea what you're talking about you just assume they can dismiss an entire data point that amounts to millions of clicks per day right billions of clicks per week and they're supposed to dismiss that data point because 4chan trolls and dum-dums like you think that i don't know spamming the dislike button is some moment of power for you and you get to do something meaningful it it them hiding the dislike button has nothing to do with some weird conspiracy or like protecting their own videos they want good reliable predictable data and you want to know the truth there are too many stupid people on the internet they're actually having to do this because the internet's just full of dummies right monkey brain thick skulled dum-dums who think like they're achieving something by smashing a dislike button in great quantities on some person that they don't like that's the real problem it's the neanderthals of the internet that have brought this about so if you're disappointed in the dislikes going away don't be mad at youtube be mad at all the thick skulled zit faced 4chan trolls of the internet that can't do anything with their life so that's their expression and feeling of power for the day and now they're going to be discouraged from doing that. They'll have to come up with something else to do with their time, okay? So don't be mad at YouTube. What's good, Fozimoto? 
<laughs> Sounds like a good time in here. <laughs> wow, shilling. Yeah, I'm such a shill. Yeah, I'm such a shill. I don't have a whole lot of tolerance for that anymore. It's like if somebody doesn't agree with you, they're like, you must be an apologist. You must be a corporate apologist. <laughs> uh, Daddy, chill. <laughs> Daddy, chill. Daddy, chill. <laughs> Daddy, chill. I'm chill. I'm chill. Calmer than you are. Don't you think it's important to identify what online mob they are trying to dissuade? The question, why do this now, should be asked. Well, you have to consider something. Frick the main topic. Nobody's coming in here for it anyway. Like, you have to consider something, okay? They are like an unnamed entity. Like, they. The trolls. The people that were doing this, okay? And... YouTube is a living, breathing thing. And the online community, the online internet community is a living, breathing thing. So something that wasn't true two years ago is suddenly a reality now. Do you understand? Like, so they didn't know when they built this system. Well, I mean, they'll probably be in four years or so. Uh, massive amounts of people with uh, you know zero satisfaction in life. They're absolutely miserable, and they're going to use this dislike button as a form of attack. And then it's going to give us junk data. There'll be an unpredictable user, and the data point will corrupt a lot of our predictability, and the algorithm won't be as efficient. There was no way for them to know this was going to happen. Okay, no way. So this is formed over time as a, as a as an online behavioral thing, right? Waving the dislike button around. <laughs> um, uh, what did, yeah, what did Creature say? Creature knows way more about this than me. He said, people have now weaponized the dislike button in some misguided idea that it's harmful. And again, 80% of dislikes are tied to zero watch time. Do you understand that statistic? Like, I want you to hear that. A huge portion of dislikes are tied to zero watch time. It's junk data. You, it, it, Like I said yesterday, if you went into a restaurant every day, opened the door and said, your food sucks, and then you kept on going, they can't do anything with that information. It's junk information. It's not like you came in, ordered a salad, and said that. Oh, he didn't like the salad. We now have accurate data. If 10 more people say the same thing, we're going to address the salads here. You know, if he's the only one saying it, well, then maybe he just doesn't like salads. But if the guy just opens the door, your, your food sucks. And he does this every day, habitually. They're like, we, we, don't, we can't even engage with what you're saying, bro. You don't even shop here. Zero watch time, dislike. YouTube's like, we don't know what to do with that data point. You didn't do anything. You didn't even watch the video. And here's the other problem. A lot of this comes from brand loyalty. So someone will watch a Call of Duty streamer. Yeah, like, like, like. You're the best. Bootlick, bootlick, bootlick. Okay. And then over here, they go to this Call of Duty guy. You suck. You're a, you're a such and such. Dislike, dislike, dislike. Zero watch time. Zero watch time. Zero watch time. Okay. 
So the reason this is confusing is now the YouTube algorithm looks at him and says, ah, we don't understand. He is consistently liking and disliking Call of Duty content and there's no measure of why he's doing it. And over here, he's doing it based on zero watch time. They don't have something in the algorithm for a hater or a hate click. They don't have something for that. If you were, if you went into a stream every day and said, I don't like this game, I'm not watching. Right, that's why I just hit that guy right across the face today. It's like, don't come in here and do that, dude. You frick all the way off to Sunday. Like, I don't need that in my chat in the morning. We're just trying to hang out and have a good time. YouTube is run by engagement. Whether you like or dislike what the person is saying on the channel, they judge everything by people engaging with it. Right, and if your engagement is unmeasurable, then they can't do anything with it, and that's why they're hiding it. If a large portion of dislikes are tied to zero watch time, you have to see, like, if you were a data analyst, you would know how problematic that is. Like, if you were educated in the field of, like, data science and data analyst, like, analyzation, you'd be like, well, yeah, a, a dislike with zero watch time, it, it, that you can't do anything with that. It doesn't mean anything. I think that is a secondary reason people have been doing mass dislikes for a long time. Has something happened in the last two years to address it now? Yeah, the environment's getting competitive, brother. They want to have a very well-run machine. You think any of this has to do with the fact that they want live streams to be more discoverable? Don't you think a live environment is ripe for targeted mobbing and disliking and they don't want that going on in a live environment? Because that is going to be like a... a, like. you don't think maybe maybe hmm let's think contextually culturally timing wise here what has happened recently on another platform where there's live streaming hate raids okay and so they're thinking not only is it junk data it encourages mobbing it encourages targeting so let's just hide it then obviously they can come and do it in chat but moderation tools clean that up over time you start the, the people start getting banned and reported and the accounts start getting suspended or you can't even talk in my chat do you know how many people we've hidden over the years that would love to come in here and storm the castle in great numbers and disrupt our chat well they can't do it they can't do it so I wouldn't be surprised if this is tied to like multiple things. Number one, the behavioral problem of it, and people are just going to keep doing it if you can see it. And they probably don't like the data that they get from it. And I wouldn't be surprised as they were combing over the algorithm and coming up with ways we've been promised that in 2022, YouTube live streams will be more discoverable. Wouldn't surprise me in the least that as they were combing over that, they said, listen, we got to hide this dislike thing because all it's doing is we did a test run of it being hidden and we got good results. So we don't want that being visible as we're trying to increase discoverability and visibility of live streams, which is a place that is way more ripe for targeted attacks because targeting and attacking an uploaded video it ain't the same as targeting somebody who's live look at what happened on purple all those people let's call a spade a spade a lot of people that got hate raids monetized the hate so they could get impression farms on twitter they made the problem worse because they all went to twitter to cry like look at how awful this is and now everybody knows well yeah just hate raid that person and they'll they'll talk about it on their twitter feed which is a trophy to the haters they love when you do that you're literally giving them what they want and i mean you're getting what you want you're getting attention and impressions 
So, you know, the, mon- the, 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 the opportunism there was just hilarious to me. In any case, that likely was a part of the discussion, right? The purple platform doesn't have a dislike button. Did I say it did? That No one's saying that it did. The dislike button, are you tracking with the how it's analogous, okay? That means that they're similar and like each other, but not entirely. Oh my. Okay, so <laughs> track with me here, okay? Come on. A platform with live streamers experiencing hate raids, targeted attacks. YouTube has noticed patterns of behavior with people targeting the dislike oh you were agreeing with me I was like I know there's no dislike button over there but these behavioral things are the same (laughs) these behavioral things are the same no dislike button because of bad data oh I see what you're saying I don't necessarily know if if purple doesn't have a dislike button because of bad data because let me tell you something homie purple doesn't have an algorithm they're charging people to promote (laughs) They're charging viewers to promote somebody to the front page. Like, seriously, come on. They, they, <laughs> they're not worried about good data. They don't make decisions based off data. They, uh, <laughs> they make decisions off of who's the biggest. It's very simple. It's very ugh, ugh, caveman. Who's biggest streamer? Put biggest streamer at the top. That's it. That's the end of the discussion. That's all they freaking care about. All right, we're an hour in, and... Uh, no one gives a frick about this. So we're t- we're, we're not, I'm not talking about the public testing realm impressions. We'll just play it later and see if we can't turn the day around. Uh, Chronic Spin Dash for eight months. Morning Lono. New World ain't really my steez, but I love the talks. Looking forward to the Halo Infinite big time. You the best, homie. Thank you, Chronic. I appreciate that. They think that removing the number stops running up the score. They said that in the announcement. It 100% will. It will. I got news for you. There will be people that still do this. They'll be like, well, who cares if we can't see it? Let's do it anyway. Let's go downvote this video, okay? Eventually, they're going to they're gonna stop caring because it's not going to do anything. You understand that like, if a ton of people go to a video and are clicking on it and clicking dislike, okay? More than likely, in the initial... YouTube will see that as high conversion, okay? Now, in the aftermath, YouTube might be like, well, the watch time wasn't very good. But you have to understand, if the video is performing well, you're probably helping it by going and smashing dislike a bunch of times. So eventually, people are going to realize we can't see the dislike count, and it feels like we're kind of helping the video anyway, right? So it'll fizzle. It'll fizzle. There'll be nothing to do. Now, if they storm the castle of a video and leave a bunch of nasty comments, YouTube's excellent at filtering comments that are nasty and unkind, and then they have to be approved. So a lot of those never hit. No one can see them. And then if the YouTuber has somebody managing their videos, or you're like me, I check pretty regularly. Hide, hide, hide. Zero effects. Net net gain of influence of nothing. It's like a it's like a comment in chat. You suck. Delete. You know what I mean? Uh, I banned a partner. I don't care who you are. Keep your vibes safe. Okay. And if he's targeting a partnered streamer over there, that's against TOS. So, 
if he's if he's targeting them with negativity, yeah. If he's using his platform to target a partnered streamer with negativity, that's against TOS, which, you know, Purple doesn't really influence it, incre- you know, <laughs> they don't really care. Listen, if you clicked on this video and you are curious about the New World Public Test Realm, if you want to see New World Void Gauntlet gameplay, that's later, okay? If you've got questions, I played it. I'll give you my impressions. If you're curious about it, we dove into it yesterday. I know a lot of people may have clicked for that, and we're not talking about that because no one was showing up for that this morning. Like, no one was really talking about it. So we are we are obviously going to dive in later if you're looking for more of that. So hit subscribe if you want to talk in chat and introduce yourself. Feel free to ask a question. I know we're not talking about it right now, but I will be happy and everybody here will be happy to answer your questions if you're a new viewer that's like, what in the world is going on? He's not talking about the subject matter. Um, but how can gaming journalists make videos about dislike videos? Yeah, or or uh, or play or populations that are shrinking. I make my decision based on what I see in the likes and the dislikes. So if it has a big dislike, I know it's bad and I will look no further into it. But the problem with that butters is you could come to a false conclusion on a video that's just been attacked and you wouldn't have any idea. You'd be like, well, that video sucks. And they'd be like, well, no, it was just the target of of a hate campaign. You'd have no idea. Now, obviously, that's not going to be super common. So your decision making isn't necessarily going to going to be inaccurate, right? I can still see the count. Yeah, Gritter, they're slowly rolling it out. Some people right now cannot cannot see it. Some people cannot see it. Um, here's the thing you're going to be looking at now, Butters. You're just going to have to pay attention to a different number. What's the view count to light count ratio? He calls him out by name and everything else. Yeah, well, I mean, that's against TOS. Yeah. Oh, you were memeing. Oh, sorry, Butters. There's no way I'd ever trust likes and dislikes. The like ratio to view count ratio is a better ratio anyway. If you see a video with three to 4,000 views and it's got anywhere from like three to 600 likes, you'd be like, that video is probably okay, right? And then if the video has about 10,000 views or more and it has about 1,000 likes or more, you're like, oh, that's not too bad. But if you see a video with like 10,000 views and like 100 likes, you're going to be like, what the frick happened in that video? Nobody's liking it. Here's the danger I see, says Brutal. You can turn off comments. The dislike number is hidden. It's setting the stage for propaganda. Okay, so this one gets thrown a lot, thrown out a lot. Let's entertain this. Let's entertain this for, for, for a moment. I can do that now. I can do that now. What do you mean? I can turn off comments. I, I don't know if I can turn off likes and dislikes. I don't think I can turn that off, but I can turn off comments right now. So right now, in your mind, in your mind, the only thing protecting us from propaganda is the dislike count being visible. That's it. Because I could go right now and make a channel all about like, um, uh... Let's say I'm promoting propaganda about how you should eat chocolate chip cookies all day long, okay? It's chocolate chip cookie propaganda, and my vice president is Zubair, okay? And I turn off the comments. In your mind, the only thing protecting the platform from propaganda or from the propaganda getting momentum is the dislike count being visible. Because I could do that right now. I could be 
pounding a podium chocolate chip cookies every day and look how happy cookie monster was and people are like this is so unhealthy for the children and i'd be like yes but uh, i was going to be successful with that blasted dislike button like, i just don't i just don't see it i don't Anybody right now can make videos and turn comments off if they don't want to deal with the hate or the disagreement. If they want to be an echo chamber and being able to see the dislike count publicly isn't really doing anything. I like where this chocolate chip cookies discussion is going. <laughs> Do you understand? Do you understand what I'm saying? Brutal that like let, let me let me approach us from another way. There's like an unspoken slippery slope fear that's like in the ethos of these discussions of like, but Lono, if if we don't have the ability to disagree and have dissenting opinions in the comments or with the publicly viewed dislikes, then the, the platform's going to become just overrun with what? Like there's a guy waiting right now He's got like the chocolate chip cookie manifesto written and he's ri- he's ramped and ready to go with his propaganda and he's just waiting for them to disable the publicly viewed dislike count. He's like, I'm just waiting in the wings right now to descend on YouTube and spread my propaganda. I, I, I don't see it. I don't see the, re- the world that way. I don't see reality that way. I don't see anybody doing that. I, I really don't. I really and truly don't. Likely, uh, literally 99% of YouTube does not know how YouTube works. Some of this comes down to perception, right? Some of this comes down to perception. I don't expect you to know how YouTube works. That's why I, I, I cracked that guy across the jaw this morning because I was like, don't sit here and tell me I'm a corporate apologist when I know for a fact you don't know how this system works. Very few people do unless you talk to suit to somebody that works in the industry or I don't know, I spoke with a YouTube partner manager for about an hour a week ago. So I have a decent grapple of how the platform works, especially for my strategy sessions with Creature, okay? But I don't expect, let's let's be clear about something. I don't expect you guys to understand how the platform works. That's not your responsibility. It's your responsibility to come and engage with the platform organically, and then you'll have a good time. I want to see videos about how to grow the perfect rose garden, and you start looking up videos about that. And then all of a sudden it turns you on to how to get the best rhododendron, you know, garden going. And you just keep doing that. And you just keep combing over those videos. You don't have to give a single ounce of care about how likes and dislikes work. That doesn't matter. If YouTube is doing its job, you will be in a funnel of content that you're likely to enjoy. That's that's all that really is supposed to be happening but between you and YouTube. You don't have like a business relationship. It's not the public square. You don't have some kind of a contract with them where they have to allow you to do certain things or not certain things. It's a private company that provides you with entertainment. That's it. Do you really not see how silencing any opposition is a breeding ground for propaganda? YouTube is taking over cable. People use it as a primary news source. Homie, what 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 do you think is stopping Oh, we're getting deep in the weeds here. What do you do? You honestly think that the 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 American news media right now is a pure source of information? Like, let's have a real freaking conversation, please. 
Do you honestly think right now that YouTube is the threat to good information in public discourse? You think it's on YouTube? Like, oh no, YouTube. Let's look at the track record of American news media for the last 10 years and see who the real culprit is. And ain't YouTube. And if YouTube's taken over cable and all of a sudden you can get the same drivel here, right? You can get the same nonsense here. Well, that's not going to change anything. It's just a different area where it shows up. And you say, well, removing the ability to have opposition. Who's opposing the American news media right now? Who? What, you go to the comment sections on CNN and Fox News and, like, leave your comment and think you're doing something? There's no way to oppose their narratives. The only way to oppose their narratives is to, I don't know, support the counter-narrative, which is generally the cycle that we're in, is it not? Like, the, the, the cable companies right now and the news media, there's no way for you to counter what they're saying or push back. There isn't. So this idea that, like, YouTube's in some special category. Okay, so you okay, so you don't think, I was going to say, please tell me you don't think our news media is good right now, because it's not. It's, in, it's, it's, in a, it's a freaking joke. It's a meme, okay? <laughs> the American news media is a meme at this point. It's 24-hour entertainment that uses information as a catalyst. That's all it is. No, he's not being a troll. He's not being a troll. You do the smart and proper thing and take the fight to Twitter and Facebook. Smaller individuals were countering cable news, but then YouTube blew up and the cable companies have since come in. Oh, whoa, okay, hold on. I might be tracking with you now. I might be tracking with you now. You're not saying this, but if I come through you, this is something my therapist does. If I come through you and I and I take on what I think Brutal Gear is thinking right now, Brutal Gear is thinking YouTube can be a great place for independent voices, dissenting voices to speak out and disagree about really important issues. We're not going to get into the issues. We're thinking philosophically here. That could be good for the public square and for the delivery of information. Okay. Yeah, Brutal's not a, not, a, not, a, not a troll. Trust, I know this guy. He's been around for a long time. So if it come through Brutal, Brutal sees YouTube as being a good alternative to that crap over there. Over here, we have that. And he sees, oh no, you remove the dislikes and someone can shut comments off. Well, now you can just come over here and do the same dadgum thing. You can just come to YouTube and spread half-truth misinformation propaganda, right? And that's dangerous, because look what it's done to American news media, okay? It's become a joke. And it could then come over here. So I think I can see where you're coming from. If I'm misrepresenting your position, just correct me here. But I'm trying to help you, because you only have 200 characters. If, if that's your view of YouTube, I get that. 100% get that. I don't necessarily think that's a concern, though. The only thing you'd have to be concerned about... And this gets dicey. This get these waters get thick. Okay, <laughs> the only thing you'd have to be concerned about is if YouTube starts to do it, right? If YouTube steps in and starts to do this and say, "Oh, this dissenting view squash. This thing over here squash." Now I know you're going to get into tinfoil hat forum discussions here and claim that like certain videos are being hidden or suppressed or whatever because YouTube's in bed with blah 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 I, I don't I don't get into any of that I've not seen anything worthy of substance to claim that that's actually been happening but if that starts happening that would be a concern but unfortunately the reality is it's privately owned and this is this, we got into this discussion yesterday it's privately owned are they editorial? Do they have those editorial rights? 
because if they start to act as an editor then they're basically then they're basically not just some independent company they're publishing the information in the news and are therefore liable for either misinformation or damaging information or, or libelous or slanderous information that might be out there does that make sense that's basically my fear this is for the help you look like uh, look look like we weigh issues differently oh boy it's dicey don't uh, make me get my tinfoil hat on about what YouTube does but you got me okay so I captured your viewpoint well okay I try to do that if I'm going to interact with an opinion or, or a position I try to do my absolute best to capture their, their position as fair as possible because then if I'm going to dissect it and disagree with it I'll probably do a better job if I do that Oh, of course, Tommy. Don't don't get me wrong here. It, it, every platform has a bias. Every platform has a bias because they're it's run by human beings. You know, you don't think people like the quartering get shadow banned for his opinion on topics already? I don't think Jeremy's ever been shadow banned. He had a few issues a while ago, but I don't think he's ever been shadow banned, has he? There was like it was a three or four months ago. He had people trying to go after him, and it didn't work. It, it didn't work. He's still around. His videos are still out there. What do you mean? I see his videos. I see his videos doing just fine. Now, I saw some demonetization nonsense happening recently, but that again has to do with, listen, brother, I, you know, I don't know him personally, but if you're going to start using certain buzzwords and topics and people, then you have to know demonetization may happen. I, you see what I'm saying? I have no dog in the fight. I don't like or dislike him to a degree that I would that I would have any judgment about him as a person or his content. But I see the topics of his videos. It's like, brother, you are walking through the minefield of demonetization. Like, the quartering is who we're talking about. Who is Jeremy? Yeah, the quartering. Like, I don't have a like or a dislike for the guy. I, I don't I don't really consume his content. I was extremely disappointed when he said he didn't want to really cover the Say No to Rage story because he felt like there were a lot of bad actors. And it's like, isn't that a reason to cover it? Like, <laughs> anyways. Unless he was thinking that, like, I'm a bad actor, which, interview me, bro. <laughs> if you think that, let's let's just talk. In any case, that was my only, like, response to him recently. It was like, I was a little disappointed in his, like, his reticence to cover what happened to me. It's like, a dude got freaking cancelled and lost his entire channel, and he went on the defense, and you don't want to cover it? Like, okay. In any case, I've not seen any evidence of him getting shadow banned, but the demonetization, Review Tech USA goes through the same thing. They walk through the minefield. They're talking about things that are hot topics that may not be advertiser friendly. Let's just take an example. There's a big giant, and I'm not talking about it, and I'm not going to debate it with you, so don't start. But there's a big court case going on right now about something terrible that happened, okay? If you make a video about that, you're going to have to use words and phrases that a lot of advertisers are scared of. They're like, oh, oh, no, 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 we don't want our ads show up off videos like that. So you have to know what you're signing up for when you're going to cover stuff like that. You are using words, and the audio bot picks it up and says, whoop, mm-mm. Th- this video might not be advertiser-friendly. Might not be... Might not be good, okay? 
that, that that's not you being shadow banned or targeted. Come on, you you said something, and then then the audio bot picked it up. Screw the whole system and just get YouTube Premium. <laughs> Brutal says it's so hard to prove and there's no way to tell if it's a shadow ban so you default if you trust YouTube or not. Lots of people don't trust YouTube to be honest. Homie, there was a time where I thought all of our channel woes was somebody messing with us. I had pl- I, pl- I had good reason to be a little par- paranoid. Did I not? Did I not? I think I did. And you can look at data in the background and know that that's not true. I can go to a video right now and I can click on a tab called Reach. And that shows me how many impressions that video is getting, where it's showing up, and how well it's converting. So unless they are specifically giving you just fake data on that tab, the only way I would ever believe anybody is shadow banned, if they live, no snapshots, no screenshots, they live went to their dashboard and showed me their reach being absolutely sequestered and subdued. I'd be like, yeah, somebody did something but I've never seen anybody successfully convince me that that's going on. Now, years ago, I think there were some people that did land in, in, in like shadow lands because they were, they were, they were dancing on the TOS lines, but they've since, I think handled it differently. They just mark you as not safe for all advertisers, right? Review tech doesn't even review tech anymore. Oh my, I missed a bunch of coffee orders. You guys are amazing. You guys are amazing. Three coffee orders, a Frickmas blend for Mick D, uh, five, five dark roasts to my man Dusty. Dusty, you've ordered so much coffee. Uh, Mick D09, and then another order of coffee, a light roast to Shadow Fell. You guys are the absolute best. But Mick D09, first coffee order of the day, you get credit. You're the first one. Get those coffee orders in, guys. You guys are the best. Why have the light count now? It seems kind of arbitrary. No, 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 no. I think people, I think people are misunderstanding. There's like, there's like eight different discussions going on. Okay. Hey, wait, stop buying the Frickmas. <laughs> yeah, I know. Poopzack doesn't want it to run out. What a name. There's like eight different discussions going on. So let's do the surface level discussion. Okay. At surface level, dislikes being viewable is creating behavior on the platform that is unhelpful. What's good, Takashi? I saw you in chat and didn't give you a greeting. I, I always like to say hi to you. So at that surface level, it's creating behavior that's unhelpful. Now, we got to stem down from that. Unhelpful, how? Okay, number one, it is enabling and passively allowing for targeting. You can target a video or a person and use it in a weaponized way. Okay, so that's one way that it's problematic. I don't think that's the primary reason they're removing it. Okay, I think that sounds good and it sounds noble and nice, but that's not the primary reason. Okay, so that branch is there, but eh, I don't think that's the most important thing. Unhelpful for YouTube? Like... You remember when Walter White was like, you're GD right. Yeah, that's exactly right. Like, if you were to say that, unhelpful for YouTube, they would be like Walter White and be like, you're, you're gosh darn right, it's good for us. What? Why else would we make a decision if it's good for us? <laughs> you know? Why'd you expand your warehouse? You know? Probably helpful for you, right? Yeah, it's, it's my business. <laughs> Come on, man. So the other branch of this reasoning is... It's unhelpful to YouTube. It's just bad data. 
that that that's 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 bad data. They they need good reliable data. When Tristan Harris sat before Congress and was like, seventy-one percent of YouTube's viewership comes from recommendations. That's all you need to hear. And that was back then when he sat before Congress. That was like two years ago. 71%. Not 51, not 55, not 60. 71. That's a 70-30 split. That means most, a big, big most, majority of their viewership comes from recommendations. Just noting it's not helpful to viewers. Yes, it is. I'm so glad you said that. It is helpful to viewers. The more efficient that YouTube's algorithm can run, the more satisfied the average viewer is after being on YouTube. Ergo, it's good for viewers. Anything that's good for viewers is good for YouTube. Because if you're happy clicking and watching, they're getting ad revenue. It's a symbiotic relationship. If they bludgeon the user base with a bunch of terrible decisions and make you have a bad time, it drives viewership down and it drives ad revenue down. They cannot make decisions that are only good for them and bad for you. That's like, that's not a thing. If they're making a decision, it's because they want the platform to run better, smoother, and more efficient, resulting in you having a better experience. This is not a us versus them scenario. It simply isn't. Look at what happened to Purple when they started bludgeoning people with ad saturation that was absurd. What happened? Viewer thresholds went down. The platform suffered. Why? They didn't respect the relationship with the viewer. They started to abuse the viewer. Like, every time I try to watch Doc, I gotta watch eight video like, ads? What is this? You got contracted streamers over on Purple saying they have to run like nine ads every 30 minutes or something now. Just bludgeoning the viewer. And when you do that, you lose, you lose money. The better the algorithm, less time I spend leaving videos I don't like. They go back and forth between only concerned with money and not people to not caring about money and only caring about politics to be, uh, to being incompetent, to being the Illuminati. <laughs> they get to wear all the hats, Zubair. They're incompetent. They don't know what they're doing. Yeah, they're the Illuminati. They're going to spread propaganda. They really care about politics, and they have a bias and a slant, uh, and they only care about money and not the viewers. <laughs> There's some big, you know, it's Dr. Claw. It's like, next time, Gadget. Like, they're bad. They're evil. The more efficient the algorithm is, the better it can be used for propaganda. See, oh, see, the better it can be used for propaganda. See, I just pushing the videos to you they want you to see. Like I've said, I agree with your point. It has positives. I'm gonna break down what you just said because I I appreciate the back and forth. I'm gonna break down what you just said. Okay. Pushing videos to you that they want you to see is counterproductive because they need a conversion and not just a conversion. They want a good conversion. Do you understand? So if they suddenly start trying to like sprinkle in videos that they, as you've classified it, they want you to see it. Okay. If they're doing that based on their desires and not your desires, it's either going to result in zero conversion because you're like I'm not clicking on that because it's not based on your behavior it's based on their agenda according to what you said you're it's going to get a zero CTR no conversion okay 
if it does get a conversion, it's going to be a bad conversion because they recommended to you something to you based on their desires and agenda as opposed to basing it off of what you are likely to not just click, but click and enjoy. Do you understand? So even if they started doing that, it would likely be it would likely be counterproductive. Let's say they're trying to convince Let's just take your let's just take it all the way there. Let's just take it all the way there. Let's say you're red state and they're trying to push blue state ideology in your feed. Do you think that's going to be really effective? Do you think it's going to get a conversion from you? Do you think it's going to get a good conversion? Do you think that's going to be a good experience for you? As a, as a if you're if you're blue state and they're shoving red state ideology in your face, that's not going to be good for you. That's not going to be good for viewership. You're not going to click. And if you click, you ain't going to watch for very long. I don't like this guy. I don't like what he's saying. Leave. Bad CTR. That's a bad conversion. That's a low watch time conversion. I see what you mean. I guess it's like a frog boiling in water. People can be edged to other content. So in order for this to be a worry and a concern you would have to have the most maniacal like like sinister genius at the helm like the algorithm is so big and so monstrous that the people that work on it in slices they don't even fully understand how it works right google is a search engine and their algorithm that's the backbone of youtube's discoverability and suggestion like formula It's so massive and so unwieldy that, like, even the people that work on it don't fully understand it. You're talking about, like, Batman villain sinister genius at the tippity top who looks at this entire thing and can manipulate it in a way to slowly make you suddenly more susceptible to ideologies, you know, that you don't adhere to now or agree with now. That would be dropping the frog in boiling water. No, no, no. I know the analogy. I use it all the time. You don't drop a frog in boiling water. It would jump out. You slowly turn the temperature up and the frog doesn't know it's being boiled, right? Um, we, we, we use that analogy all the time when we talk about microtransactions. Like a company would slowly boil you in the water and then you would, you would, you would, uh, you wouldn't realize that they were kind of sneaking stuff in. Okay. So I, I, I'm not, I'm not seeing, I'm just not seeing the, the danger here, you know, of like removing dislikes means in, in, in 10 years, we're all going to look back and be like, well, if they, they would have kept the dislike views public, then, you know, this, you know, America's got a dictator in 2040 and we're like, well, you know, they really, they, they removed the dislike count and it's, you know, YouTube really helped bring that guy to power. You know, we end up in like V for Vendetta. I don't see it, brother. I don't. I just don't. Could it happen? Sure. Probability on that happening, I think it's pretty low. I really do. YouTube does put a video next up following a topic from the other perspective right now, and that does not affect me since I watch both sides, but I do think they suggest both views. Depends. It depends. Your behavior is driving that. I'm going to tell you right now, Arch Enigma, if somebody watches eight videos in a row that are red state, they're not going to see a single blue state video because they won't click. 
you admittedly watch both sides so you're getting suggested both sides because it's based on your behavior the algorithm responds to you and what you do how do you square months where they push uh, heritage month or pride month or affiliated creators on my recommendation? Okay, but that's not necessarily what we're talking about. You switched categories. He's talking about like propaganda. This is, hey, we want to celebrate we want to celebrate these people. So let's say we're in Black History Month and they are suggesting to you creators of color or whatever they want to call the initiative, right? That clearly has a banner and a theme and you know why they're doing it. And they're not doing that, like, I guarantee you they do that knowing it doesn't result in great conversions. It just doesn't. Because users tend to not really change what they do. They tend to stay where they are, okay? And this is something that purple platform streamers don't understand. I would love to have a really, really great conversation with all these people that rant and rave and cry about inclusion, and they talk about how, well, there's not enough successful streamers on the platform there's not enough diversity and it's like this has more to do with users not branching out from their brand and from what they've grown to like it's not that they don't like you because of what you look like they don't like you because you're not in you're not in their very small predictable consumption pattern their consumption pattern just doesn't change much it simply doesn't Users tend to do that. They tend to plant and kind of stick. Now, they'll slowly branch out. But one of the main reasons there's never going to be in the immediate future, long-term, sure, we'll probably see it. In the next five years, you're not going to see a sudden shift in the really big successful streamers on Purple being diverse. You're just not going to. Why? Because of the cultural realities and the viewership baits that come to that platform. You could shove a diverse content creator you could you could take um you could take a woman you could take a person of color and you could shove them in front page in front of people all day every day for the next 365 days and it wouldn't change the reality of that platform it wouldn't because nine times out of ten people are like great cool clap 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 good for that that movement and whatever you're doing and then they go back to watching their person they go back to watching their brand do you understand That would be like soda companies complaining and being like, it just is so unfair that the two leading soda companies, it's just always Coke and Pepsi, Coke and Pepsi. We want more diversity. And it's like, do you have any idea? Kroger, Walmart, all these companies could take your brand of soda and shove it in everybody's face every single time they come in the store and they're still going to go grab a Coke. It's called brand loyalty. And once it's set, it's set. Like... That's the reality you're struggling with on that platform. You're not struggling with a platform that's like systemically pushing you down. You're dealing with a platform that has brand loyalty problems. That's the issue. You're dealing with brand loyalty. It's why the platform's top heavy. It's nothing to do with the fact that like th- th- that the platform's not giving you opportunities. Look at how much FaceTime and promotion time some of those folks get and then watch their numbers. Barely a blip of difference. 
barely a blip of difference. They get promoted for a month, shoved on front page, they get tweeted, they get shouted out, everyone claps, everyone says yay for inclusion, and then six months later, no difference. Because why? That's just that's just the way the platform runs. It's a brand loyally driven platform. I finally agree with Zubair. I don't know how I feel about this. They succeeded in boiling the frog. I remember what Oblivion when Oblivion got horse armor to buy for real money and what backlash it made, someone wrote, wait a few years and it will be normal. I remember how people said they will never buy such garbage and look at where we are now. Well, we have to be careful, Draxor. We cannot label every change as bad simply because it was disliked in the beginning. We could look at cultural change and make a pretty good case. You got to be really careful there, right? There were people that thought letting women vote was a giant mistake and they fought against it. We would all say that was a good change. I would I would freaking pray and hope that you guys would all say that was a good change. Please do not be in my chat and not think that. Um, do you understand? So the introduction of a change in the economic structure of game monetization was obviously disliked when it was first introduced. That doesn't make it inherently bad. It doesn't. Change is usually bucked against as it comes, every time. The established status quo, the established trends say, "Uh uh-uh, no, that's going to be bad. So you you have to you have to examine the change based on its own merits and its own impacts, not just on the fact that like well people didn't like it in the beginning. I feel like most of my takes aren't controversial. I'm big on tacos, pizza, and kittens. <laughs> uh, you would say it is a joke. Sure, you would say it is a joke, but do you see what I mean? Like people were initially against microtransactions. Look where we are now. I can be like, yeah, well, people were initially against women being able to vote. Look where we are now. You're not saying anything. You're just saying that initially people didn't like the change. You have to examine the change and talk about has it had a positive or negative impact. Now, microtransactions have brought a lot of bad things to the industry. However, microtransactions have also brought a lot of ongoing monetization structures that have enabled games to flourish where they couldn't have previously. Like, ESO would be a very good example. You're primarily paying for cosmetic items and a crafting bag. And that keeps that game going. Now, you'd go back in time and be like, yeah, that's a joke. What are you talking about? I should just spend $60 and then buy the DLCs and that's the end of the matter. ESO is a is a, a flourishing MMO with a, with a monetization structure that likely 10, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, people would have thought that was, that was no, what? You can't do that, right? Yeah, we'll do gameplay at 12 p.m. If you're looking for New World Public Test Realm gameplay or you're looking for New World Void Gauntlet gameplay, I apologize. We're way off subject today. The Public Test Realm just didn't seem to get the ball rolling this morning, so we've jumped train tracks. We talk about a lot of different things here. It's a variety gaming show. Obviously, we're talking about YouTube, which is sort of applicable to what we talk about. I'm a safe-for-work broadcaster. So you can hit subscribe with confidence. A lot of people treat this like a talk show. They throw me on in the background like a podcast, and they just let me go throughout the day. And uh, we will get into new world gameplay later. Uh, but right now, we've kind of gotten on this subject of like removing the dislikes and controlling platforms and all the rest. <clears throat> Yo, what's good, Immortal Turtle? I would say that companies have shown they want those shadier practices. Look at how hard EA and Activision tried to lobby for loot boxes. 
but you have to look at it from their perspective. This is not me. Everything's I'm like a corporate shill. What I'm trying to do is show you that it might not be as greasy and slimy as you think. Imagine what how they look at the situation. Do they look at the situation as a gamer or do they look at the situation as someone who is supposed to generate revenue? Right? If somebody came to you and said, if we switch this part out on this machine, it's going to run way better and we're going to turn way more money over. And you'd be like, okay, do it. Now, if you came back and said, it makes the machine dangerous and people are getting hurt, well, then you would basically say, okay, well, then we can't do it. Or if you did it, then you would be you know, liable for any damages to the people because you went ahead with something that you knew was bad. This gets a lot more complicated with microtransactions because you can't just walk up to a company or an EA executive and be like, well, loot boxes and gambling and the psychological impression, you know, impressionable age of the people playing your game and da, 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 da. You'd have to have a very thorough argument to say this is harmful or you a- establishing it has a quality of bad. This is bad. It's hard for them. You're never going to see them think that way because they don't see it as bad. What do they see as good? Generating profit. Like, is it hurting anybody? You got to quantify that. You got to make an argument. Why? Why is it hurting people? If there's warnings, if if there's an age limitation on the game and people are fully warned ahead of time what they're buying, think about it. Loot boxes now tell you the percentage of what's inside, right? No different than a scratch-off. And I'm not saying that it's good, and I'm not defending it. I'm simply saying you cannot expect people at that echelon to think like you. They're thinking about what generates the most revenue and will abide by whatever rules and restrictions are there. You think scratch-offs are good for people? You think casinos are good for people? Do you think any of that's good for culture? Good for people's you know, financial well-being? Do you, you think it's had a net plus gain for society? And yet, there they sit in the gas station. There those casinos sit on the out on the outskirts of impoverished locations sometimes. I mean, developers tried to do that with loot boxes with Battlefront and Shadow of War. Right, and and gamers largely, I think we have a lot of power in voicing like what we don't and what we like and don't like this is why I don't necessarily think everything will get as bad as people think like I don't think every game is going to be a gotcha game in 10 years why because there's there's too many people that will just utterly reject it and not support it the market would become too saturated and not enough people would be playing your game you need a game to be healthy and flourish like look at player base numbers in a game like new world and you know exactly how difficult it is to manage the swell at the beginning and then maintain a meaty center as you go like it's tough and it's going to be even more tough if you're doing like skeezy micros a system where a variety of actors all act in their best interests can yield an efficient solution sure brutal says it took years for loot boxes to be argued away and it may never come to a head had it not been for Star Wars fanboys mobilizing. That's, I mean, that's possible that that's true, that the, the Star Wars rabid fandom, you know, helped get that conversation started. I'm fairly certain even before Star Wars, though, there were people arguing, and there was even sort of a... I thought there was a legislative move prior to that that percentages needed to be viewed publicly. Like, you needed to know what the percentage of getting a gold item from the box was, right? 
Microtransactions are both good and bad. If done right, they can fund good games to thrive and evolve and also can do a lot of harm like gacha games. Mobile game market causes a lot of addictions with kids that later, for example, steal their parents' credit cards to purchase crap because they're addicted to gambling with loot boxes. Now, the dilemma that I have there is, Draxer, I'm the last person you're going to find defending Apple, but Apple doesn't make it very easy to purchase those items. It doesn't. There's a handful of barriers between somebody buying, you know, digital dog food and not buying it, okay? Some of that's on the parents. Now, I'm the, I don't want to I don't want to sit here and like bash parents that like let their kids do that, but when you're letting an 8 or a 9-year-old go crazy with the credit card, it's really hard for me to be like, "Oh, it's on the mobile game designers." You see what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying to think of a better example. Oh, here's a good example. So you can go into Target right now, and or or like a sporting goods store, and you could buy a skateboard, or you could buy a crossbow. Let's go with crossbow. This is dangerous, but I'm going for it. Let's say you go to a sporting goods store, and you buy a crossbow, and then you hand it to Billy, and Billy accidentally shoots himself in the foot with a crossbow while trying to load it because he's nine now you could say oh but the crossbow company shouldn't have made the crossbow so hard to to use this wouldn't have happened you start dictating and debating the design of the crossbow instead of saying what kind of a freaking moron hands a crossbow to a nine-year-old now don't get into like, but they make smaller ones for children and you can teach them about hunting. Shut the frick up. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm getting at is there are items and, and things in the world that just aren't meant to be engaged with in that way. And you, this is what your pushback's going to be. What if it was a toy crossbow and then it could hurt the kids? Okay. Because you're going to say these mobile games are clearly designed for children. Yes, they are and the optional purchases are not allowed without the credit card and the password. Therefore, there's a barrier in place. It would be like saying, we sell a toy crossbow and your kids can have a ball with it. Those of you that are a little bit older can buy the actual lethal bolts if you want to use this toy crossbow at a a range or something. And if you let that kid buy those lethal bolts, you can't be like, but the crossbow's a toy. No, it's a toy. The extra transaction after, you've you've enabled them to do something that, that, that is, is supposed to be out of their age range. Does that make sense? Like, logging in, putting in a password, and using a credit card is not something that a nine-year-old should be empowered to do for an infinitude, just like as many as you want. I can verify a purchase with my thumbprint. Okay, Torch, that's not the kid. If you hand your kid a device and you have purchases set up, so all they have to do is put their thumb down, that again is a parent not adequately using a barrier to protect their child. What? Let me ask you something. Remember cable packages, DirecTV packages? You can put parental controls on it, right? Or... Let's say you're a bachelor, and periodically, you like to scroll down to the 900 channels, the triple X channels, and you don't want to have to put in a password or a pin code. You want to just order on demand. Click, $10, yes. I would like to see some adult entertainment right now. 
if you have it set up like that in your den and your kid goes down there unbeknownst to you and does that you can't fault the cable company you had no barriers in place he goes down orders the adult content and sees stuff he has no business seeing because he's eight right or you put the tv in his room let's really let's really run the the analogy you put the tv in his room you're like here you go no restrictions no password required he can order as much as he wants and you're going to turn around in a year and be like my kid has an uh, an adult inter- like my kid has an addiction to stuff that is awful he's addicted to triple x rated content whose fault is that <laughs> huh my two year old accidentally bought movies on the amazon fire tv just by pressing buttons <laughs> Man, that I quickly set a pin code. Kids are more natively technologically literate than their parents. I mean, homie, when I was browsing the internet as a kid, I knew how to clear the history. Like, it's not that I'm, I'm 40, homie. <laughs> I'm 40. <laughs> like, you see. So if some kid figures out how to get past the purchase barriers, what I'm trying to establish is where does the blame lie? Like if a kid has a phone and is just like, uh, uh, dog food, I need more. Uh, I need more dog food. And, and, and they develop a, like an addiction, a compulsive addiction to spending money in a game or gambling in a game. I have such a hard time being like, yeah, it's on the game designers, man. It's on the game designers. The game says in-app purchases. The in-app purchases require a login or a password. It requires you to have your credit card attached. There's like three barriers between them and the purchase. And if you remove all those barriers, I I can't sit here and be like, yeah, it's on the game designers, really. It's their fault. I I just, I don't know. That that just, just doesn't line up for me. In the example of the toy crossbow, the toy crossbow is completely safe and fine to engage with as it is. But if they have like the 18 and up, like lethal bolt pack that you can buy and they check your ID and then you wrap that up and give that to your nine year old and he hurts himself, who the frick's fault is that? If your parents were like mine, the password on the satellite was four zeros. Kids are often more tech inclined than their parents. Right. And a child getting around a barrier that their parent has built doesn't suddenly mean that the fault is on the game designers. If you're doing your due diligence as a parent and some and your kid finds a way past the filter and he starts watching 18 plus videos and he hurts his brain because he's too young to understand it. You can't be like, well, it's on the people that made the movies. What are you talking about? He got around your system. You know, it's partly on him, partly on you. You know, fi- you know, figure it out. You got it. That's case by case, right? If a company product or ecosystem is not good for a kid to interact, the parent should be the one responsible for keeping them away, not the company. That's precisely what point that I'm making. We have to consider the size of the burden. Either the parents have to set up a code or a developer has to engineer a complex AI to be able to tell who is doing what, what's fair. Right. (laughs) Setting up a code, you know. Parents are ultimately responsible. Companies can help, but it's not on the designers. Nintendo does better than PlayStation, but it's not up to them to protect my kid. That's on me. 
that's exactly my point here it's like as long as the company isn't being like it, 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 like if the company like had like a flash that was like hey you know go steal your parents credit card you know or you know ask your ask your parents to install something that's that's totally free, you know innocent and try to try to get their pin number sure then we could have a conversation about the game is like literally trying to teach your kid how to like how to like you know get away with it well okay then we can have a conversation but if the game's not doing that it's like hey do you want dog food yeah do you know what happens in every single game on my phone okay my kids don't use my phone but every single game on my phone it's like purchase this my daughter was playing a game next to me on my phone one day um what was it called it's this stupid little uh home escapes game you know where you, you do little things and it's like bejeweled and you get stuff and you like improve a house or something and it popped up and was like do you want to spend 9.99 for the season pass and she accidentally tapped it do you know what it did it immediately asked for a login it immediately asked for a login and as long as your password is not password you would hope that your kid doesn't know it (laughs) and then she'd be stuck she'd be like oops cancel can't do that and then she'd never be able to spend a dime now this touches on a whole nother subject I've been, I've been meaning to do a video on presents about this why I limit my kids screen time because of the research and the behavioral patterns I see in my children when they enact when they interact with screens too much okay like there's research and then I got empirical data in my home I can see it the w- interacting with screens needs to be limited for their age bracket you got multiple angles here if you're letting your kid do this eight hours a day, uh, if you're letting them do that eight hours a day, God be with you if you're, a, if you're a single parent, you're a hero without a cape. And I know life's hard, but you gotta rethink that. You're worried about gambling addictions. This is just as potent and just as addicting if, if, if used in the wrong way. You got to think about those things, man. I just joined. I don't want to. Uh, I don't get what we we're discussing. Can we get back to the uh, how this affects New World? <laughs> VG Films. It's a live talk show. If you have questions about the New World Public Test Realm or the New World Void Gauntlet, I'm happy to answer your questions. We didn't have a large draw of interest in the topic this morning. Feel free to vote in the poll. Six or seven times out of ten, we stay on the topic for at least an hour or two. Today, didn't really happen. The drive and the clicks just weren't there. Some days, the topic I choose, it just doesn't click with the live audience. It doesn't click with people searching YouTube. I will never dismiss you if you come in and attempt to talk about or ask about the topic in the thumbnail and the title, right? It's, a, it's kind of on you to, to push for that if you want that. If there's 10 people in chat right now that would rather talk about the public test realm, it's kind of on you to bring it up. And then obviously I would steer the ship back. It's an organic relationship. So I did that yesterday. We stayed on topic because people kept bringing it up. New people kept coming in and asking about the Void Gauntlet, void gauntlet in the public test realm. The topics are just an excuse to party. Right, right, right. Almost every kid has a phone, and they learn most of it from kids at school. Yeah, but they don't need a phone. 
Like, my daughter's like, when am I getting a phone? And I'm like, when you need one. I want to text my friends. I'm like, I got bad news for you, kiddo. None of your friends have phones right now. You would be, there would be nobody to text. You would just text me during the day, little emojis, and then I would just get annoyed. <laughs> like, she doesn't need a phone. You know, she's, she's eight. What's she going to do with a phone? Until there's a legitimate reason, maybe safety, after school program or something where she would need to be able to call me if need be. And even then, there are plenty of things you can get for your kid that aren't this. (laughs) You have options. Well, honey, you're 12 years old in the after school chess club. You're going to need to call me every day. A lot of phone options out there. Let's go with the most expensive iPhone. It's basically a video game console in your hands. Like you don't need to do that. <laughs> like they need a phone that they can like dial 911 or dial you. That's all they need. <laughs> you don't have to hand them a mini computer. <laughs> Our adult brains suffer from the hyperstimulation. I have no idea how kids manage. Zubair, there was a very interesting study on this. And the reason the study happened, funny enough, they were actually not studying overstimulation. They were studying understimulation. Orphans that are not picked up, spoken to, coddled, you know, all of that. Their brains underdevelop because they don't get enough stimulation. And then someone, right? Someone postulated, what if a brain could be overstimulated in these in this age bracket? Because you have like, you know, the baby genius videos and stuff they started to study the brains of children that consumed a lot of screen time and media and all the studies that continue to go into this field are saying ages 1 to 2 no screen time ages 2 to 5 very minimal 5 to 13 an hour or two a week like the, the, I'm, 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 sp- I'm totally guesstimating on the times but they're like yeah until they're like five or six none and even after that you should really limit it i mean this is based on verifiable research brain science this isn't just somebody being like yeah my kid throws tantrums like it's and like i said in my home i can see the empirical evidence you were minutes ago seconds away from the third rage delete of your life what were you playing um drax or garb it made a pretty lengthy comment i want to read it I only meant that microtransactions are hardly regulated anyway. In my opinion, you should always see what you buy. If you buy armor, you see the armor. From a psychological standpoint, when you buy a loot box, you are gambling, and it should be an 18-plus bracket. It will be a different emotion buying a specific thing than buying a question mark. Draxer, I'm fairly certain it is supposed to be very soon. In some in some regions, it is classified as gambling. Right? Send me an invite to the Elden Ring Discord. Yo, thanks, Gritter. I mean, I'll join it. I'll join it. I don't know what I'm doing there. Um, But I'll join it. I didn't get into the... Somebody gave me their login if I feel like testing it this weekend. My 13-year-old cousin talks to me in meme constantly. He drives me nuts. It's all TikTok nonsense. I have no idea what he's talking about 95% of the time. Lono's officially doing all of my parents' talks from now on after that. What do you mean, parent talks? <laughs> uh, 
What brutal gear say to ink? What brutal say? I get a bit worked up. Did not expect that of myself. I I think we've we've always been able to do that. We have great back and forth. You know what I mean? Can you give us a too long didn't read on of that stuff? What do they say was kind of the results? I live with my kids because I'm a gaming dad who had a gut feeling. What's the data? So an overstimulated brain, they they have a higher propensity of attention uh, struggles, attention like deficit uh, attention disorders. They have a harder time uh, learning. They have a harder time focusing. Uh, their attention spans are much shorter. They are more prone to emotional outbursts. Um, it's it's a, like a laundry list of things. And if you think about it, it makes sense. Okay? So when you're a baby, the reason babies put everything in their mouth is... They're attempting to experience and learn about the world. That's why everything goes in their mouth. That's why you give them toys that are safe and got textures and colors. Because all that information is just going in their brain, just firing neurons and shaping neural pathways about what is reality. Because they don't know. They've been in a nice, cozy pool for nine months, and now they're not, okay? It's why they don't like temperature change. It's why they don't like it when they're cold or too hot or when they have a dirty diaper or when they're hungry. Any stimuli that's extreme is unpleasant to them, okay? Now, they are learning about the world. This is why there's certain things in book trends you'll notice at that age. Big bright colors. They get a a board. They're called board books, right? Big bright colors, shapes, uh, black and white images, a mirror for them to see themselves. All of this informs their brain about reality. Why do you think after you watch a two to three hour movie, why do you feel tired? If you had to guess, why do you feel tired? I every, every time I leave the movie theater, whether I go late at night or middle of the day, I'm kind of tired. I'm like, I need a nap. I just sat still for two to three hours, but I kind of need a nap. The reason is, is because your brain is working very, very hard to process the images, the sound. If it's a very good movie, you're having an emotional experience and an emotional response. You might be afraid, sad, angry, happy. You're experiencing all that and you're just kind of sitting there. And then you get out of the movie and you feel tired. Okay, so I want you to take that experience and think about what that would do to an infant's brain that is formulating its views of reality. It's being stimulated in in such an unrealistic and heightened way. It's shaping expectations. This is one of the reasons like when you take a kid's iPad or video game away, they they get very upset. Why? Because it's amazing. It feels so good and it's so stimulating. And then they have to come down from that. And it makes them very grumpy. You know this is true of yourself if you've ever had an experience with, you know, drinking or drugs or just a really good movie or show. You feel sort of melancholy at the end or the come down from the buzz, right? You're like, you can get a little grumpy because it, it's not a pleasant feeling, okay? So children experiencing that on a regular daily basis, oh, their brains like on fire, oh, and then boom, down to just a plain day, a normal sit there and do nothing day. Outdoors is like boring to them. They're like, it's not green enough. It's not bright enough. It's not HD enough, right? 
So what you're doing is, is this is why their attention is so, uh, their attention span is so affected by this. Because what happens is the video changes and it changes and it changes and it changes and it changes. Life doesn't go that way. Sometimes you just have to sit in a room and wait for your turn at the doctor. Or sometimes you just have to sit in a room and listen to somebody talk. Well, you can't do that. You're like, where's the flashy music? Where's the bright lights? Why are we staying on one subject for so long? I can't engage with this. So their neural pathways have been shaped to need way too much stimuli way too often. And when they don't get it, they disengage or they or they they have emotional struggles or ex- they, they have trouble expressing themselves. ADHD is linked to high depression rates. They have a massive lack of chemicals that create dopamine, so they need much more stimulation. Another another outcome of this. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, the, you know, there's not a ton. There's a, you know, there's a handful of studies that you can now go reference and probably more in process right now. So unfortunately, the damage is done for a lot of people. Like you've really they're going to have to work twice as hard. They're going to struggle. They're going to mentally limp for the rest of their life because all that happened when they were young and their parents, you know, their parents had no idea. This is why internet uh, adult content is causing an epidemic in dysfunction because the brain sees a bunch of this doing all kinds of crazy things that an actual and an actual woman can't compete. Right. Yep. Mhm. It also creates this idea that, like, that's what people are there for, which is a whole... I think a lot of that's wrapped up in the incel thing, right? Like, the idea that, like, that interaction with them is owed to you, and when you're denied that, it's like an offense. Well, why? Because you've been consuming content that makes it seem as like you just show up, and that's what you'll get from women. You just have to be a per- you just have to be a living, breathing human being, and that's what interactions will be. And when you're denied that, you sense that there's an injustice because your brain has been told that this is what the this is what this is what the interaction should be. And when that interaction isn't honored, you feel like there's some sort of a contractual break. Like you sense there's like an injustice, and then you get angry. That that whole that that whole theme in reality on the internet right now largely stems from men shoving junk in their brain for years and thinking that like that's how the world and those interactions should play out so because a lot of it is fantasy isn't it a lot of it's fantasy you know the cliches because some you know butters brings up fixing pipes that's what a lot of the fantasies are derived around like you just show up and like they find you so attractive that like just this amazing things happen like delivering a pizza or something that's pure and utter fantasy you know try that the first time you're delivering a pizza and and a pretty woman opens the door you're gonna wind up in jail okay but what we watch and consume very very significantly can shape our our expectations and our ideas about things especially when there is a um i mean there's a chemical attachment is there not when you watch content like that 
there is a there is a neurological experience that you have when you watch that kind of content not not that different than really the neurological experience you have when you watch a really great movie you get emotional you cry like you get excited you get happy you love to see the villain brought to justice you're not just passively sitting there watching it yeah yeah romantic comedies do a similar thing yeah 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 so we're, I'm, I'm, not, I'm trying not to cannibalize my video. I want to do a video about why I limit my kids' screen time. You guys definitely gave me some good things I want to make sure and highlight when I make the video. Um, but, yeah. I'd take a two-hour nap after Dune and IMAX. I believe it. I believe it. That, that movie is just so, so just... It's like a living work of art the whole time. Just the, the scenes and the setups and the cinematography... It's, it's overwhelming. It really does overwhelm your senses. It really does. All the movies surrounding high school. High school was nothing like the movies. Oh, no, yeah. Going to parties, like, you know, everyone's drinking and hooking up. I was like, I went to so many parties and that never happened. One dum-dum would bring beer that he somehow got, and then that was about it. <laughs> Unless you knew the right people, maybe. I don't know. Where can I view and read this study? I'm feeling a bit guilty. Okay, I gotta say this, and I'll obviously say this in, in the in in the video, right? I don't want anybody hearing this to feel bad, like you've done something wrong or you've harmed your child, okay? Especially single parents. I have the utmost respect for single parents, okay? What my wife does in a day is like she is she is a freaking superhero. I couldn't do it. The logistics of daily life with children is nuts, okay? That's why I say, like, my wife could run a country, okay? She could literally be the queen of some country, and she'd be great at it. Because what she does every day, I'm like, my brain is not equipped for that, okay? I'd have a breakdown on the second day if I was, like, single dad. So if you're a single parent, you are a dadgum hero. And and your kids... Like most kids I know that had single parents, they will look back and think of you in this way. They, the sacrifices you make and the and the work that you put in, they will look back on you and think of you as a hero, okay? And I know iPhones, iPads, TV, and video games are just such an oasis and such a help. I know. I want, I No doubt in my mind, okay? So don't feel any shame. Don't feel any, like... Like embarrassment if you've had to rely on these things because kids and raising kids is just ridiculously hard. Okay, it's extremely difficult. Right? What you would want to do is, um, what was the research project? Um, uh, children and screen time. There's t- yeah, there's screen time guides for children that I'm seeing when I search Google. Um, Mayo Mayo Clinic has children and too much screen time. So it says here, like the American Academy uh, of Pediatrics discourages media use by children younger than two, and recommends limiting older children's screen time to no more than one or two hours a day. Too much screen time can be linked to obesity, irregular sleep, behavioral problems, impaired academic performance, violence, less time for play. Um, so there's ways to do this. They talk about like eliminating background TV, keep TV, smartphones, and computers out of the bedroom. Don't eat in front of the screen. Start small, right? 
So I just did a Google search for children in screen time and saw like a ton of resources that talk about it. Um, you can start small, right? Because if they have to watch something, you know, my wife does. She picks something that she knows is going to be slow moving, maybe educational, like Mr. Rogers. Bluey is very good. Bluey's obviously a cartoon, but they're short and there's a lot of there's a lot of still scenes and good lessons um, and it's not like ah! like it's not it's not over the top um, and my 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 kids play video games once a week on Saturday with me for an hour and a half to two hours once a week they get to play video games with 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 Papa you need a video giving people a basic lesson on dopamine and the limbic system just to have a sense of the hardware they're working with right to be fair, my grandpa and both uncles acted like father figures, so I still got a good base there regardless. Right, right. Um, listen, it's like, you do the best you can, right? If you're doing the best you can, then I think that that, that work is usually honored. I think a parent that does everything they possibly can for their kid, that is, that is more often than not, that work is honored with a good kid, and a good trajectory in life. I, I, I trust and believe that. Even if your kid watches a ton of content and they struggle a little bit with attention and, and behavioral stuff, you're putting in the work. And if you're putting in that work and you love them and you're there for them and they feel safe, then they're a thousand steps ahead of kids that don't get that. You know? They are. What did Dar say in response? He says something Working from home during the lockdown was tough. We knew we used the television to babysit far too often. Some of the side effects are ringing a bell, is all I'm saying. Yeah. Nothing's irreversible, though, bro. Nothing's irreversible. Obviously, if you took a two-year-old, and from the time that they're two and ten, just went nuts with overstimulation and content, some of that's not necessarily reversible. They're going to struggle with stuff probably for the rest of their life. But nothing's, like exactly irreversible like if you're noticing propensity and patterns you can correct those now you know you can your kids end up being who you are not what you try to teach them if you're good they are good sure but you don't you definitely don't want to handicap their you know you don't want to hinder their their ability to flourish and and live by ignoring some of the research about screen time you know a little bit of a little bit of research a little bit of changes in daily life and uh your your kids might be the better for it you know we have people remark on our children all of the time um my children will sit still as a six and an eight-year-old they will sit still. Now they sat still like this as a, as a you know as a as a four and a six year old, and they've always been able to do this. They will sit still for long periods of time and just look at books. And people don't. They're like, "How did you get them to do that?" They think we're like we're, we're like some sort of magician, sage arrived parents. It's like we just put books in front of them from the time they could hold them. That's something that my wife was super intentional about trips to the library, a pile of books on the floor. I knew when they went to the library, because I would come up from work, and the house would be quiet and I could smell dinner. And they would be on the floor in the center of a pile of books, head down, books open. Dead quiet, sitting still. At the ages of like, you know, 
three and five, four and six. This was something that they did. And now they're six and eight, and they still do it. We have so many library books in the house, it's absurd. Like, we, I come upstairs and it's just like a sea of books. You would be surprised. Right? You would be surprised. Take your kid to the library. Get a library card for yourself. Get a library card for them. And just start going and getting books. Because they're, they're going to be interested. They're going to find stuff they like. They're going to find stuff that they want to read. And just maybe supplant that and be like, hey, instead of uh, doing that today with the screen, while I've got this thing I got to do, just here, sit and read all these books we got. You might be pleasantly surprised be like, okay, and they'll just sit there and comb through them all. And then you just keep doing that. You keep fostering that, like, that love for books and love for reading. And suddenly they're like, yeah, I don't want to play video games today. You know, audiobooks are great. There's an app called Libby. L-I-B-B-Y. You can link Libby to your library card and you can check out audiobooks. So maybe instead of watching a show or playing a game, they just listen to an audiobook. We're see- you all are seeing the irony of Lono talking about the virtues of reading, right? <laughs> I work nights. I'm in bed at 2, up at 7 with both my kids. My wife works morning and has the kids after 2 when I get to go to work. Most days, both me and the wife do crafts, play, read. They give TV every other day. But man, sometimes we're just like, okay, it's movie day. Yeah, when my wife wasn't feeling well last week, they got to watch shows all day. And my my son was like, it was great! Like, my wife's like laid up in bed with a terrible headache. <laughs> He's like, this was a great day. Snacks and TV all day. Books earlier great, says Snow. Kids can read or watch a movie and not squirm. Uh, we can enjoy all of our time. Yeah, yeah. Books are very powerful. They really are. They captivate their attention and their imagination, and they're not getting, like, overly stimulated. Yeah, you can straight up borrow audiobooks from the library on CD, too. Yeah, if you got a CD player around the house. Mm-hmm. If you have one of those ancient relics. It's also a trip to see them develop opinions about what books they like. It was such a treat for me. I went to the library with my kids. They always love when I come along. And I went to the library with my kids and um, we got to this aisle where they're allowed to get, um, you know, graphic novels, but only like one or two. They need the rest of the books they need to get can't be graphic novels because they're like little graphic novels for kids. And um, it was such a treat for me because my son's like, can you help me find one? I'm like, yeah. So we get to this this lane of books that I know he would probably like. And he's literally doing this. He's pulling it out. Read that one. Read that one. I've read that one. He like went down the whole dadgum lane. And I was like, have you read all of these? Now, he's read them. Okay. He's not reading yet. But I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I was like, what a testimony of my wife's investment in these kids, man. Like, he's been here so much that like this entire section, he's like, yeah, I've I've checked all these out. You gotta, she takes him, she has to take him to different libraries sometimes <laughs> all over the city. Because, <laughs> like, they checked everything out here. They've already seen them all. Ooh. Your oldest was reading War Worlds at seven. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, it's so fun once they start reading on their own, you know. On the note of New World, I don't agree with them making it harder to level crafting because that's only messes with, uh, with the people. 
they took the game slow and they didn't have the gold or power to level the skill oh yeah the pull at the top I definitely don't think slowing down trade skills in new world new world gameplay is already slow everything's already slow like what are we even talking about you know We're going to jump into New World gameplay in a little bit. We're going to jump into the New World public test realm. I'm going to do my best to give you some more of the the New World Void Gauntlet gameplay today. We're going to do our best to, uh, to let you guys see that. If you're new, we are way off topic today. It just wasn't, a, for whatever reason this morning, we just did not get the momentum on the New World topic that we've been getting, so we just jumped off into other tangents and topics, because I'm not going to force a topic on the audience. I've tried that before, and it doesn't work, and it just is unenjoyable for everybody involved. Mine took my new book, and I haven't read it yet. There you go. There you go. I used to take out massive piles in the library. I had a phase where I would read everything in the astronomy section. Yeah, my daughter's big on that right now, Zubair. Any book about space, she wants. She got like a little spaceman with a little NASA shuttle for her birthday. She wants a... Um, she calls a telescope. And we, 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 we use this vernacular now. She doesn't want a telescope. She wants a star scope. And I'm like, well, that's a cooler name anyway, so we'll call it that. She's like, I really want a star scope, Papa. I want it right on my window so I can look up and look at the stars. <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, we'll see what kind of a star scope we can get for you. <laughs> She's very interested in outer space. Did you try the Void Gauntlet yet? Yeah, I tried it yesterday. I'll try some more today just to show off the gameplay to people. Uh, we have a video right now. It's about 21 minutes of New World Public Test Realm gameplay uh, from yesterday. We sat on the install and the unpack for, I don't know, two hours. And then the final 20 minutes of that stream, uh, I was able to play. So we trimmed that down to just a 20-minute video. Hoping that, you know, that would be good for people if they were just kind of interested in what it looks like when you land on the island, all the junk that they give you, all the skill points that they give you. Um, New World gameplay, usually you don't have that much to do as far as decisions go, but when you jump into the public test realm, my goodness, it is so much stuff. So much stuff. If anyone's looking to get kids into books for the first time, graphic novels can help. Uh, Hilo and Cardboard are great ones to start with. Yeah, the Hilo one, my bro- my son gets all the time. He gets that one all the time. He- he's gotten a couple of them and he really likes them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How is Louisville on the Clear Sky Index? Depends on the day. We have air warnings sometimes because um, of the pollen and because of the pollution. Uh, it's not bad. It's not bad. If you get out away from the city, holy moly, it's nice. Not like Arizona nice, but it's not, it's not bad. Uh, so apparently the first Far Cry 6 DLC playing as one of the villains to set up as a roguelike yeah they're going to do Vaz and they're going to do Pagan Min and then they're going to do the Preacher Man I always forget his name um so yeah they uh hang on a second okay Vaz, that's it. Yeah, Vaz is the first, and then and then I don't know what Pagan Men's is going to be like, and then the Preacher Man is like the last one. I saw the season pass. They have like, um, excuse me, they have a couple different approaches. Don't forget that we are continuing the Say No to Rage story again today. Um, um, the uh. Today, it's going to be about everything that happened when we were streaming uh, Destiny 2. Um, So. 
Okay. Okay. <clears throat> star scopes are cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Star scopes. She's always been really clever with like um, more spicy meatballs today. Well, really what today's video about with Destiny 2, it's about how there was just a very, very clear shift when I started to grow and I stayed and, and really and really made a go at Destiny 2 coverage and how people responded. Um, it was it was it was pretty consistent, it was pretty meticulous, it was pretty planned out. And the more I grew, the more the, the, the attacks heightened in uh, in intensity. Um, so, wish I could talk about books. Uh, I still get upset and angry when I would talk about them. About books? Why? Why are books a trigger for you? Star scopes and grumpy guts. Gotta love it. She's always been really clever. We were going to a Target once, and she was like, "This Target has a Starbucks." They should call it Stargit. And I was like, I was like, that's not too bad. <laughs> like, Target and Starbucks are coming together, and uh, anytime a Target has a Starbucks inside, we're going to rebrand it from the outside to Stargit so that you know there's a Starbucks inside. Like, <laughs> if you played Gunfire Reborn, FPS roguelike with Borderlands like graphics, also co op. Well, no, and that wouldn't really fit with what Hilly and I do. Like, co-op rogues are just not going to work for him and I. It just isn't. My dad loves space. He would try to get me into it. I never really did, but I'm going to let him and my mom spoil their grandbaby uh, of my sisters. Oh, yeah. Let him, let him, let him, let him. Uh, did she put it in chat why she gets triggered by books? I might have missed it. I don't think so. I worked for the world's largest publisher. It was my dream jobs for seven seven years until I was canceled and fired. Couldn't. I'm I'm ignorant here. I don't want to be glib, but given given seven years of tenure, is there is there not? Is it really really hard to find another place to go? Take that and say hey seven years in the industry, you know, hire me. You can't think about anything to do with books without reliving that. Yeah, so I was um I was dealing with for the first time in months. For the first time in months, I was dealing with like blood pressure issues yesterday. I haven't had any issues in in an age. Um now some of this might be related to I, we ran out of magnesium. I haven't been taking my magnesium. It could have been related to that. Could have been related to staying up too late, not getting enough sleep, getting dehydrated, um, getting up early. I was supposed to not, you know, not have drinks the night before. That was the idea. If I get up early, that's the rule. If I'm getting up at six, no drinks. And I broke that rule on my birthday. So it's possible that I stayed up late, had drinks, got up too early, no magnesium, and I started having blood pressure issues. But I do know. Then when people start subtweeting about reaching out to YouTube and, you know, trying to hurt me and misrepresent me, it's extremely triggering and I immediately have palpitations and a rise in blood pressure. So I told Creature yesterday, I said, depending how I feel in the morning, I don't know. I don't want to cancel the Say No to Rage story series, but we got some spice ahead of us. We got some, we got some bombs we got to drop. And, um, I don't like that feeling. Um... 
you can almost sense the frustration in how they were talking about it. They're like, they're frustrated that they can't pull a card with YouTube. It's like kind of admitting like, well, we pulled cards with, with Bungie and with Twitter and with Purple and we were able to, we were able to hurt this guy. And we can't do that on YouTube, and it's really irritating, right? They're irritated that they can't, like, make me disappear. Um, So, I don't know. It's just, it's always immediately destabilizing, and it's immediately traumatic for me to have to, like, relive the idea of being targeted, to have my income hurt, because we're turning a corner right now. Everything is turning. Everything. Can you let someone manage your Twitter? Even if I let somebody manage my Twitter, homie, it, 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 people will, people will say stuff. People will put it in the discord. People will, you know, let me know that it's happening. Um, and it's, it's really hard not to have to check because we obviously have to, you know, keep an eye on it. Um, uh, he's using a trial to make glibber marks about your legacy. I just, I don't, I don't know, um, I don't know what to do about it because the, the the thing that made me really scratch my head recently was the the most recent Say No to Rage story. Um, it was she wasn't even mentioned, so I didn't understand it. It was like if your audience would do five minutes of research, they would have they would be insulted at how stupid you must think that they are. You must think your audience is incredibly stupid to tell them things that are so easily proved false how like her respect of her audience like you must think that they're just dumb they're just absolute brain dead stupid to be like yeah he's making videos about me again and telling people to come mess with me and it's like you're not even mentioned in the most recent video what what are you talking about so you get a hateful comment and then it's time to to say things about me again that aren't true is that what we're going to do? Is every time you get a mean tweet from here to eternity, that's what you're going to do? You're going to make false claims about me? How does, I mean, like, I don't understand. Like, how is anybody at this point not looking at that and saying, you do nothing but say things that aren't true about it? But, but we're supposed to believe you. You haven't said a thing that's true. This. And she started when she started subtweeting. It's like nothing you're saying is true. Also, the accusation she made. I looked through her uh, Twitter and nobody even mentioned you to her. No, that's what I mean. Like, apparently somebody said something awful about her firstborn, which nobody should be doing. That that's that's horrible and terrible. But nobody went to her and said anything about me. Nobody. I, one one mean tweet, and now she's got like a whole thread saying things about me that simply aren't true. Thank you for the 10 spot, Coyote. Regardless of whatever you decide it's best uh, for you, we'll still be here supporting you. Zubair says, I struggle with when it's best to avoid things you know are harmful to you and when to engage and learn to sit with the discomfort. It depends on the day for me. Definitely in here watching on Thursdays. I highly doubt it, Sinos. I highly doubt it. I highly doubt any of them are watching the videos. I really don't think they're doing that. Yeah, Jay Murph, it's really exciting. 
needs to have a talk with you. It's not healthy for her. I just don't understand. Like, okay, so the video that's going up today, I recorded it before I saw any of her subtweets. I recorded it, and I actually defend her in the video. Creature Creature got a little mad at me about that. He's like, why are you defending these people? I'm like, because I'm interested in what's true. I'm interested in what's true. I'm not interested in allowing a narrative that's false to run wild so today in the video today i literally say her and her husband had nothing to do with my my band my destiny band i'm I'm pretty confident they had nothing to do with it and they didn't deserve to be attacked by the public but that's what the public does the public gets a whiff of like a story and then everybody went and attacked her and she didn't she didn't deserve that now they were being mouthy and they've said plenty of things to me about me in the public that there needs to be accountability about things said publicly that aren't true But that's not the same as people going and attacking somebody based on something that isn't true or based on a presumption or a theory. I've never been interested in that. Like, I'm not like trying to like win some misinformation war. So the minute that the the, the people are like, no, we don't think that she had anything to do with it. I told people that I was like, what are y'all doing? Number one, I don't want that. I've never asked that. Number two, if they, what if you're wrong? What if you're wrong and she had nothing to do with it and you're going ham and being nasty? You're you're as bad as the people that you think you're fighting against. It does no good. Like I don't know how many times I have to say like I'm not interested in a false narrative of attack. So when it became known that they were likely not involved, I let people know that. I was like it's it, it wasn't them guys. What are y'all doing? But, but then you'll subtweet and say, he's saying awful things, he's slandering me, he's sending people to attack me. What? Where? <laughs> it's so aggravating. It's like, do, do you... It's bad enough. It's bad enough to like have people lie about you like they did in the initial, but to just continue to put out things about me that aren't true. I just don't understand. Lono literally puts a giant disclaimer on his YouTube to not mess with people. OMG, he's sending his mob after me. Right! It's a, I, I, I opened the video and I'm like, I'm going to have to use names. I'm only using names for accuracy. None of this is viewed to be, none of this is meant to be an attack. And everything I say in the videos is just basic, calm facts. That's it. There's a disclaimer that runs on the video series saying we do not want anyone attacked, so this theory holds no water. Yo, it's good, George Smith. Yeah, Insanity, if you follow me or support me or interact with my tweets, you got automatically blocked. I just don't get it. The only theory I can come up with is to maintain their narrative and justify what they did to me, they have to maintain this narrative that he's a horrible, awful guy and he keeps attacking us. If they don't maintain that narrative, then they don't ever allow me a redemption arc. In their mind, by the way, like, just so we're clear, I don't need a second chance. I don't need your forgiveness. I don't need to ever talk to any of you ever again. I don't need any of that. Don't call it a comeback. Don't call it a second chance, okay? This is a rebirth. Get it right. In regards to that, though... They can't allow a single shred of a narrative of like, 
He's different now. He's improved. Watch his videos. He's changed. They can't allow a whiff of that. Because then it would be clear, like, this guy was never as bad as you claimed. And he got a raw deal. So they have to maintain a perpetual narrative that I'm a villain. That I am horrible. That I'm attacking them. What are you even talking about? Not once have I ever, ever indicated that anybody should be attacked or messed with. Never. I've pleaded with people to not do that. Do you want to know who attacks them? Do you want to know who goes after these people? They make alt accounts. I've seen them do it. I've seen them do it. They make alt accounts. They're following zero people. And then they go and they make a mean comment. That's not somebody who supports me. That's somebody who doesn't like me. See how easy that is? You just go and make them think, yeah, send it a rage, sending people over here after us. No, I'm not. That's a troll that doesn't like me. Part of me, part of me sometimes wonders, like, who's actually creating those accounts? Because, you know, like, the, 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 the victimhood uh, gets sympathy clicks, you know. Monetizing hate is a thing. It's not hard to make an account and tweet at yourself something mean. Oh no, look at what people are saying to me. I don't know, man. I question the decency of any man that will punch a goose. Is it your dedicated troll? I don't even care anymore. Like, okay, so if, if tomorrow someone came in here and called me a creep, creep, predator, do you know what I don't do? I don't say, oh man, it's just, can you believe what I have to put up with guys? Like, they're sending people after me again. No, I, I'm an intelligent human being and I've been in the industry a long time. You know what I say? That's just a troll or a hater. Delete the comment. Bye. I don't throw my hands up and I am just such a victim, guys. Just look at the hate I have to put up with. They just keep sending people after me. No, I don't do that. Because I'm not seven years old. Like, I understand what's happening. One person coming and saying something mean to you is not, number one, it's not me doing it. And number two, like, that's just like the internet. It amazed me how many of these grown men acted like having people come into their chats and on their Twitter timelines was so traumatic. I'm like, oh, was it? Was that hard? I'm sorry. I thought I was going to lose my home and way of living and have to tell my children we had to move out of our newly bought house. But you got some mean tweets. Aww. Poor you. It blows my mind. Like, grown adults acting like they're just... just fragile as leaves on a tree like a mean comment on my twitter feed it's just so so hard really how about deleting a thousand comments a day on your youtube channel how about that one you ever experience that you ever experience a total free fall of like bleeding out publicly and watching your sub count follow count and 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 financial solidity just dissolve in front of your face have you ever had that happen I think on the spectrum of traumatic, mean tweets are like a mosquito, and what you did to me is a nuclear bomb. Do you want to compare trauma 
Do you want to race to the bottom of the pit in the abyss that I've tried to climb out of? Do you want to race and see who gets lower? <laughs> it's a joke. It's a joke. People that aren't clever don't realize that other people are more clever than them. They think the tricks that fooled them will fool everyone. Yeah, I guess. There's a point where they are who they are and just tell your story and ignore them, in my opinion. Master Ty, I'm, I think I'm in that... I, I think I've tried to get into that headspace. Because Creature has been a great source of stability for me. And he was like, what? He's like, hold on a minute. <laughs> He's like, hold on a minute. This is supposed to give you closure. This is supposed to give the community closure. This is supposed to be good for you. It might hurt while you're doing it, but that doesn't mean we should stop. He didn't say it exactly in those ways, but that was essentially what he said. And as long as we do it on the up and up, and as long as we abide by civility and stick to truth and facts and not going on the, on the attack and not go after people then nothing can really happen. We're not breaking any rules. We're not targeting anybody. We're, this is None of this is being done out of hate or malice. I can very hotly speak the truth in love. Like, I'm not speaking any of this with, with like, hate or malice in my heart. Like, yeah, I'm going to get them. Like, who the frick cares? Get you how? What? There's an Urdu saying that translates to thieves see thieves everywhere. It accurately captures the fact that we assume others are like us. So listen when people describe their world. Huh. That's insightful. That's insightful. There's also a saying, there's no honor among thieves. That's probably why, right? Everybody's nervous about who's stabbing who in the back. Because you're all thieves. You know? That's got to be a tense way to live. Brutal says, uh, being above reproach is vital. Good so far from what I've seen. I've, the video today is just so basic, just so, like, factual. A lot of it's boring. I talk about, like, the the directory and what was going on, and it's not even, it's not even that bombastic. Like, there'll be one that's pretty bombastic. Like, the incident's gonna be pretty, like, holy frick. Wow, that's what happened? Like, but outside of that one, most of this isn't going to be that like, wow, dude, he's really dragging people. Even when I, even my one about Destiny community, like the one about my experience in Destiny 1, it wasn't even that extreme. You're starting to figure out motivations for people because you're assuming they act with empathy and consideration, but they don't. So what you're saying, Zubair, is I'm coming at it and I'm approaching it thinking that they're like me and that's why I can't make sense of their behavior. Because I'm thinking like how I think. Giving people a fair shake. Giving people the benefit of the doubt. Trying to have empathy and sympathy. And and you're saying that's not how they operate and so that's why I can't deduce what what their motivations are. You're asking, what would I be thinking if I did this action? Right. Right. 
And that's when they piled on Astacross a second time for breaking NDA and revealing Bigfoot is real. (laughs) That's why I love the writing in Criminal Minds. A lot of that show is about profilers getting into the headspace of those that they were hunting. Exactly, Lono. Most people's selfishness overrides their will to be empathetic and sympathetic. Most people are not either of those, and you come at it as they are, as if they are. I agree with Zubair. They operate on a different morality system. For you to do these things, you would have to be out of your mind angry. So you're trying to understand why they are so angry still, but they aren't. They have a low bar to be bad. Zubair, Zubair is like bringing the insight. I, I, yeah, no. That makes sense. You can only understand the actions through the lens of your own experience, and that is why you will fail to understand them. They see themselves as the judges of what is good and right. Huh. Got a playtest session email from Bungie in area. Get back. <laughs> I'm not just a pretty face. <laughs> Zubair. I think I'm viewing this more in simple terms. They don't give about you or this community. You're trolls and we're all dead to them. I think that's the hardest thing in telling your story is that you relieving those emotions while speaking about them and people are trying to study you to find those buttons that hurt the most and trigger some kind of negative response or behavior from you. Right, like, think about the pattern. I've tried to talk about this. Like, every time I try to talk about it, there's th- there's threat of pain. Like, so all of her subtweets were laden with, like, passive threats of pain. Like, I've reached out to YouTube personally. You know, YouTube doesn't do anything about this sort of thing. That's like a passive threat of pain of, like, well, we got him taken down in all these other environments, but we can't get him taken down over there. And obviously that always makes me very, like, shaky. I'm like we're turning a corner we're making we're making great strides and changes and we're i'm providing for my family you know and and then on my literally on my birthday on the ninth i had to go and see all these tweets and i'm like what on earth you're not even in the latest video like what is this I try to hold my tongue, but you're way too positive and you give people too much credit. The average person is not normally what you would consider good. But I don't think... This is my problem, though, Distorted, is that the the only reason I changed is because someone saw that change was possible. Like, that's my problem, is like, if I view them any other way, I, I can't I can't do that. I can't view someone as irredeemably bad. Even even Luke to Darth is like they're still good in you. I can crack this shell somehow. Now I'm not saying I'm trying to do that, but I'm saying I can never ever, no matter how much she 
it misrepresents me no matter how many times she says something about me that isn't true in order to hurt me or harm me I can't say irredeemable just trash I can't because I've seen people change I've seen people become different I myself through therapy have changed so I cannot go through what I've gone through and look and say no no way I try to just talk about the behavior, the statements, instead of the person. Because I have no idea what trauma, wound, or pain that they may be acting out of. Why is it the most? It, why is she the most outspoken when you had little contact with, and she isn't the main accuser? That's this is why I tried to. I'm like, <clears throat> I know it feels foolhardy and like a fool's errand, but like this is the person that said I had no issue with this guy for two years, no issues with him, hung out with him, spent time with me, was super nice, was trusting of me, right? Why did this happen? What happened? What what happened? Why all of a sudden am I Charles Manson in your mind? Do you see? Don't you see why I'm thinking like it can't just be for clicks. It can't just be for impressions. What cracked and what broke you? There is you are acting out of pain. It's not me. It isn't me. You can't tell me I'm comfortable with a guy for 2 years. And then, all of a sudden, he's the devil. No, 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 no. This is transference. This is transference. What is it? What happened? There had to be something. What? There's a wound. There is a wound that is causing this. It isn't me. It's not even about me. You have to look beneath it. If you look beneath the behavior, it doesn't make sense. It is psychologically inexplicable. It is. It doesn't make any sense. The only thing that makes sense of it is an actual genuine pain that's being acted out of. Friendly at the Anthem event? Homie, she was friendly with me 2019 at GCX. Hugged me, spoke with me, invited me to drinks. She had no problem with me. She trusted me. You feel safe with somebody when you treat them in that way. She had no issue with me. None. I didn't have any issue with her. We were friends. So the defense of like, oh, that guy can talk to me because we were friends. We were friends. Her and I were friends. We got along really well. I always thought she was hilarious. I genuinely did. I genuinely thought she was super funny because she would just mouth off and say stuff. I, I don't know. I thought it was great. I remember me and 30 talking about that. We thought she was funny. <clears throat> Right, right, Snow. We all have to survive somehow, and that could mean doing something unexpected out of ignorance or fear. I prefer to live in a world where people are born good, and it's only a lifetime of crap sandwiches that makes them dysfunctional. He was friendly in a tweet two weeks before the nuke. Yeah, two weeks before the nuke, I congratulated them on their marriage, and she's like, thanks, my man. What happened? 
it's not about me that's transference you're talking about me as if I'm something that I'm not who is it who is the devil this is the question no one's asking this is the question no one's asking who is the devil in these details all these people acting out of pain as if there's a wound or something and then when you go and read you're like there's couldn't have been Lono that doesn't even make any sense if the pain was that deep and the wound was that sharp you wouldn't have been around the guy you wouldn't you would have been cordial with him so who is the devil in the details why is there a need for transference why problem is you care I, I do care I don't want that's why would I want that I don't want people living out of pain I don't want some idiot going to somebody's timeline and and making them feel scared or unsafe or traumatized that's nasty I don't want anybody doing that I'm telling you right now there's a devil in the details that we're going to learn about one day I, 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 I write that down and put that on the dadgum refrigerator there is a devil in the, the details there has to be there are wounds and trauma and pain being acted out of and I'm getting wailed on and it, it, it wasn't me. It doesn't make any sense. I've never seen anybody do that. Yeah, I was totally fine with the guy. Didn't have any issues with him. One weird remark three or four years ago and now I'm the devil. Who is the devil? Because it ain't me. And a man, no. Homie, the, the the path I'm on, dude. I, li- I I live in the light. I'm not I, I don't, I'm not living in the shadows. I'm not trying to hurt anybody. I don't want anybody living in pain. I don't want anybody having to to be attacked. I don't want that. I don't care how much you do to me. That's not a desire in my heart. It isn't. Wait, what did Hellfire say? Somebody said, my condolences? What happened? I missed it. Is it further up? I don't see it. Strong disagree. Anger is carrying poison in your mouth. Nothing that I can hope for, nothing that I could hope for would, would help me feel better is if I hoped for destruction, if I hoped for vengeance or revenge, it wouldn't make me feel any better. It wouldn't make anybody feel any better. It wouldn't. Um. We need to, we need to get the second stream schedule. We got on this. Um. Add it as a tag to Okay. Hurt by another person, use Lono's a scapegoat. I'm that's what I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you. A, a handful of these people, their behavior to me, it's transference. It's like your descriptions of me, your hate, your rage, your anger, your pain is not in line with what you're saying happened 
no one would talk about somebody in the way that they speak about me okay no one would speak with that level of rage and pain and trauma and then be like this is what happened touched my hair or leaned on me the frick right said something weird three to four years ago one time and then i never had any issues with him okay well where's the pain and the trauma and where is it coming from Where's it coming from? Because there's no way it came from this guy. We're, we're we're working on that right now. We're working on that right now with our with our with our daughter. Like the smallest thing, and she's just despondent and in tears. And we're trying to help her. We're like, it's okay to be sad, but crying because you can't go outside right now is not the appropriate response. You can express your sadness to us and tell us that you're sad and disappointed. You are allowed to do that but immediately becoming despondent and tears is an overreaction, right? She's eight. Adults, in my experience, don't do this. This, that, that level of reaction, that level of, of response to pain, trauma, whatever it is, I believe something did happen and it wasn't me. That's been my belief for a very long time. That has been my belief for a very long time is that there's real pain and there's real trauma being being acted out upon and basically transferred to me. I don't know. I can see through the fog of war and say this doesn't have anything to do with me. Something else is going on. I gotta boot this game up and try and get in. Rainbow Six Extraction had a $20 price drop and now features 14 day free trial for paying players can give up to two friends. Wait, is the game out yet? Or it's coming out and they said that. No amount of cannabis can fix it either. So much self-medication, man. I... Dust your feet off. Understand that you can't change or understand and refocus. Homie, I'm not trying to understand, right? I'm not trying to understand. I'm trying to tell you why I won't use the labels and the dismissiveness and act like they're a horrible person, they're irredeemable. Absolutely not. All signs point to damaged persons acting out of that pain. As a damaged person who acted out of my own pain and acted strange and self-destructive, I sympathize and empathize with when I see markers and indicators of someone acting out of pain I, I, I look at that and think, my gosh, I, there's something else going on here. I know the signs and the markers. I've been in therapy for it for three and a half years. <clears throat> I 
You're never going to know and it'll ruin you. Oh, I don't need to know. I don't need to know. I, th- there's not like a, I mean, it, it is, it does create curiosity in my brain, but like, I'm not explaining like, I'm not trying to sleuth it out and be like the Sherlock Holmes of the situation. I'm explaining to you my internal thought process that promotes the empathy and the sympathy. It's not weak to be empathetic and sympathetic toward people that have hurt you. It's not weak and it's not foolish. Lions have worries. Uh, My therapist told me lions have no worries for the opinions of sheep. I cannot imagine a therapist saying that. That is such an ego-laden statement. Lions have no worries for the opinions of sheep. You're a lion man, let it go. That doesn't sound like something a therapist would say. That is so ego-injected. That is such a that's, a... that's that's an inflated ego idea that, like, I'm a lion, they're sheep. I don't care about their opinions. I could see... I, I, I could see a, a... a therapist saying their opinions of you are immaterial and can't really do anything to you. But... I can't... I don't know about that. That doesn't sound accurate, man. And I think it's terrible advice, so I I appreciate you trying to help, but I think your advice is awful. I'm on my own path. I've been in three years of therapy. I don't don't need what you're saying. I don't find it helpful. Women, not all but most, can't even understand themselves past the opinions and protection of society. Yeah, see, we're dealing with, we're not dealing with somebody that's, that's helpful. You're either a troll or an idiot or both. Nothing you're saying is worthy of being listened to. Are you sure you didn't mean my favorite Facebook meme is that? <laughs> yeah. I think he's misunderstanding what what I was saying too. Like I'm telling my story and simply saying why in the telling of my story, I will not you know, label people and regard them as irredeemable. Why I can maintain empathy and sympathy for people that hurt me. That's all I'm explaining to you. There is no mystery gap in my mind of like trying to figure out why they did what they did, right? You know what I mean? Why attack me? Because you're saying really nasty things about women. Like, what? why would you even say that? Like, imagine categorizing an entire gender and being like, yeah, they can't really understand themselves. What the frick quack book did you read this morning? What what are you even talking about? Like, engaging with that kind of thought process is just is just making making me feel dumb. This is why I fell out with you a while ago. Didn't you say when you're at your hottest that a streamer must have some sense of ego? See, you're all over the place. I don't know where you're getting that quote. I was saying at some level, all streamers have to have a level of narcissism and a sense of self-importance because we think our content and what we have to say is, is meaningful and worth listening to. I've never, I've never justified ego inflation. You're putting words in my mouth. 
I don't know a single therapist that would tell somebody who is trying to deal with trauma and pain saying, well, you're a lion in their sheep and lions are not concerned with the opinions of sheep. My therapist talked about how holding a grudge is like drinking poison and hoping it hurts the other person. Do you see the difference? Let her go. Let all that go. But you're giving me advice that I don't need. I'm not holding on to anything. I was speaking about how destabilizing it is to have people passively threaten my way of living even today and continue to trot out things about me that are not true. And then, because I expressed some level of sympathy and empathy for the person, even though they're doing this, there were people in chat, you being one of them, that were like, why would you waste any time trying to have understanding or sympathy for them? Convert that energy of narcissism toward moving on and stop giving her energy. Forget her trauma. You're not God. Dust your feet and let it go, my man. I've decided that I don't like you. I think your contribution to the discussion is glib and unhelpful. I don't I don't like you. I don't like what you're bringing to my chat, and I would appreciate it if you'd leave. You've, you've wandered into the generic let-it-go language, and I don't like listening to people like you. I would prefer if you left and didn't come back. Spoken frankly and honestly from the heart, with no malice toward you, I don't want you to be here. I'm going to give you guys a link to gameplay because that's what we're shifting to. We're going to fiddle around with the public test. Uh, Okay. Lover and die. Yeah, my spidey sense was tingling. I don't know. Okay. We got a pinned link and a link in chat and redirect should take care of you hey thanks for clicking on the video we're going to dive into more new world public test realm gameplay going to do my absolute best to give you gameplay footage of the void gauntlet new world void gauntlet gameplay will be in this video we know people are very very interested in that so we are also redirecting folks from the first stream this morning we do talk shows every morning and this morning we talked about new world 